0: Okay.
1: Let me see how this works. All right, let me see. Let's go. Cool.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Y'all hear me.
0: It's my first time doing this. I'm not sure how it's coming across. (laughs) So I see Vince, Jason. I see y'all in here. Let me know. Send a message or something. Let me know if you guys hear me. Because it says my mic's on, but I don't know if you guys are hearing me, so let me know what's up before I get going. I uh, see my man, Vince. All
2: right.
0: Yeah, Vince, you there? Technical difficulties right now. (laughs) I can hear you, Dean. Okay, all right, we go all right, yeah. Cause like I said, it's the first time trying this stuff out. So I don't know how this is Vince. Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just invited you as a speaker. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's cause it's my first time hosting. So just trying to get the kinks out and um, you know, just waiting for people to join before I really you know, before we really get into all this stuff, but um, you know, since you're man, hey, like, um, you know, what's up? What's going on? Like, uh, uh, uh how you feeling about everything in cubes land right now?
3: Not feeling good, Dean. You know, I mean, it's it's bad. It's really bad. Um, I watched the game last night, but I'm just, and you know, if you f- follow me on Twitter, or you know, if you go through my feed from last night. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know any different. I'm still pissed off and saying, you know, speaking my mind and stuff. But I'm just not as, like, into the games as I usually am. You know, like, I just kind of, like, I watch the games and I'm, I'm still nervous. But I'm not, like, it, it's just I'm much more detached than I used to be. You know, it's sad. You know, I, I don't want to become this apathetic fan where I don't really care that much,
0: and it, it sucks. Yeah, 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 I feel you, because that, that's that's the take I've been getting from a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's You go back, like, just over, you know, 10 years plus when we were in the Big East, and I was telling somebody that, like, every, every time we played a game, whether it was Big Monday or, like, Saturday night or something, when we were playing, like, UConn and Georgetown and you know, even when we were playing the, the, the Seton Halls and Providence, like, you you, we were into it, right? Like, you know, like, those teams back in the days, we were just like, hey, we got to pull this game out, and it don't matter who the opponent was. Like, we were just, you know, like, like pumped and, you know, hoping our team pull it off. And now it's just kind of like, you know, the, the, the Wake Forest loss, I just kind of, like, shrugged my shoulders and just went on about my day. You know what I'm saying? Like if you go back, yeah. you know, if if we lost, like I could go way back. Like remember the the championship year 03, when we lost to Rutgers when that guy, um, I think what was his name? Lama Zama hit that bank three at the rack. Yeah, that ruined yeah, that, all- that, yeah. that that ruined my Saturday. I was like, like I I didn't want to do nothing that day. Like I was pissed off. Now it's like, no, I know. Now it's like,
3: now like now, now I've gotten like numb. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm. Like, yeah, <laughs> and and I actually thought we were going to win the game last night because I saw the spread was like ten points, and I'm like, why are we why are we favored to win by ten? And I'm like, well, Vegas, you know, they, they built those place those casinos for a reason, so they they want you to bet on on pit, you know. So I had a feeling that we were going to, I thought we'd pull it out, but you know, it's just it's hard to watch. It's not it, it's it's just not a good product. You know, the biggest thing for me is. The team used to be fun to watch. They used to be exciting. And now yeah. it's like I think I can count on one hand the amount of the amount of dunks we've had this year. I mean outside yeah. just <laughs> wide open and making like, you know, put back dunks. Like like, you know, it's it's just it's scary. It's scary how yeah. far we've fallen, you know? It's it's terrible.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's something that You know, a lot of us um, um, pointed out is that going into the season, this personnel, we just knew, like, unless these guys are hitting, you know, they're just on fire from distance, defensively, they're going to struggle, and who's going to create a shot one-on-one when you face a heavy pressure, ball pressure Mm -hmm. defensive team? And all Mm -hmm. those... Concerns, you know, have like you know been there this whole season, and you know Beham just basically brushed it off in the preseason. Like remember, like the interview with um Jeff Goodman, he was like, oh, you know, like uh, a but, but you know Buddy can handle the rock and Jimmy, you know, uh, he, he'll, he'll 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 do a good job doing that, and and then Gerard and all that, and it's like, you know. Gerard going back to high school like that's something he struggled with like that's always been his kryptonite dealing with heavy ball pressure like we know he can shoot he can score but like as a floor general a poor point guard a guy that can create you know for his teammates and for himself against heavy ball pressure d that's something he struggled with for a whole you know since high school and stuff even when he was dropping 50 in glens falls and, you know, we've we seen, you know, Buddy have his issues dealing with that. And, and Jeremy coming from the Ivy League, it's like, you know, how you think he was just going to bump up from the Ivy League and just dominate ACC high major competition? Like, that That was just, you know, him being foolish and, and arrogant. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, the, uh, obvious,
3: the obvious thing is to, you know, is to maybe play Torrance more and put and, you know, and move, you know, uh, Joe off the ball, but the problem is with that is you got two six feet tall guys at the top of the zone, and that's not a you know that's a problem too. So
2: yeah, like yeah. The,
3: the the roster is so poorly constructed and thought out. Like I, I don't, I wish I was a fly on the wall and I could have heard the conversations between JB and the assistant coaches when they you know when they decided that this was going to be the roster. I I, I just. <laughs> You know, it would have been interesting to hear if, I mean, you know that there was no pushback from the coaches and, you know, and from, you know, from GMAC and from Red and and from Griff, you know, so it's, that's the scary thing is that, you know, we know that JB is going to do whatever the heck he wants, but like, what was his reasoning behind his, the thought process? Like, I just would love to have known what he said, like, oh man, we're going to have shooters all over the place. And. I could just hear him kind of saying that, but, I mean, outside of that, I don't know what he was thinking because it's just, just the lack of athletes, the lack of, you know, and then the lack of a bench, too. I mean, that's another thing that's killing this team. I mean, it, my God, it's scary. And,
0: and, and look, I, I you know, I, admit, I didn't see much of the pick game and stuff. I had no interest in it last night. Yeah. But when I see the box score and I see JBA playing the same minutes as Benny Williams, like, what is going on? <laughs> like yeah. what is happening? Benny,
3: uh, <laughs> Benny played like three minutes in the first half and JB was pissed off uh, about his defense. Now the first time Benny got the ball, he kind of turned it over and you know lost control of the ball. And I was like saying to myself, Oh no, that's not good. And yeah, once he was pulled, I just think that, you know, I think JB, you know, has I made a funny tweet last night. I, I had a picture of a doghouse and I said, Not pictured, <laughs> not pictured Benny Williams. Yeah. Um, so you know he's he's in the doghouse and he's had a good attitude about it i'll give him credit for that that's for
0: sure mm-hmm. you know, yeah i mean but but it's just like how you think these guys are gonna develop and improve if they can't oh, even yeah. make one mistake and then when the other guys the main starters they can you know um do whatever they want and coach doesn't say nothing especially the two sons right like you know and then and then people wonder why none of these, you know, some of the other players bounced and transferred. Like, who who wants to come and deal with that, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, and the other
3: thing, too, about Benny last night, which to me was inexcusable from JB, is like, all right, we were – it was a one-point game at halftime, all right? And then I understand why he's not going to play the first six or seven minutes of the second half because we extended the lead. But once we had it up to, like, 19 points with, like, 10 minutes left, How the heck is he not in the game? I mean, like, if you don't trust him to hold his own with a 19-point lead with 10 minutes left, when is he going to get on on the court? And those are really important developmental minutes for the guy. I mean, the kid has – it's obvious that his confidence is completely shot. And, you know, you're going to only have to – now you have to try to build it up. And the only way to build it up is to let him get court time and get adjusted and play through his mistakes, you know. And, unfortunately, you know – JB's not in that mode of letting kids play through their mistakes. He's never has been, really. And um, you know, now Benny's paying the price. And you know, I'm hearing, you know, he's he's saying all the right things. Benny is in all these interviews, but I just, you know, we'll see what happens in the off season. I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah. you know, I don't want to think about what could happen. But it would be a shame to see him leave and then de- develop somewhere else. That's all I'm going to say
4: about that
0: yeah 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 that's the thing because it's um you know what you know these guys in that spot what what they're gonna do at this point obviously they have to keep a straight face and try to stay positive but you know like when it it, not even just the player but like their parents and handlers Mm -hmm. au high school coaches people are meddling in and they're gonna say hey you know you come here it's gonna be a better opportunity and stuff so you know, we have to wait and see how it all plays out, especially with, um you know, this whole portal situation where kids can just, you know, leave and, and play right away. You know, that's why I always talked about my pods that, you know, this as long as Bayham sticks around, this could be something that hurt us more so than be a benefit because we know JB can be a hard ass on a lot of these players. And, you know, if if, if they feel like they're not getting a fair shake, you know, they don't have to worry about going somewhere else and sitting out for a year. They can just go to the next spot and play right away and stuff like that. So it's going to give them a much more, you know, easier opportunity to just bounce in and, and not deal with um, Bayham and all the other, you know, um, you know, shenanigans that come along with um, dealing with a high demanding coach who can, you know, be irritating at times for a lot of these. You know, players that, you know, coming up differently than what it was back in the days. You know what I'm saying? Like now with social media and everything like that, a lot of these kids are coming up more pampered and, and soft and stuff like that. So the tough love, the old school things, that's not going to work like it did 15, 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think you see guys like um, Roy Williams and Coach K saying, you know what, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but Bayham, you know, he, he, he seems like, you know, he doesn't give a damn. He's just like, shit, I'm, I'm leaving whenever I feel like it, <laughs> whoever doesn't like it, who cares? You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I just kind of question how motivated is he going to be when his sons are no longer there, right? Like it's easy to be motivated when, you know, your two boys are in the program, but once, um, you know, Jimmy, three, Jimmy, three Jimmy boys, has no more...
3: three boys, Dean, you got three include, boys, got to include Joe in that oh uh, yeah, I knew he was gonna say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know he ha- yeah, he has two two
2: uh, more uh, years. No, so he
0: eligibility two so years yeah, finished, yeah, actually. Yeah. Which is scary. Yeah, yeah. man. So yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So let me ask you this before I you know, I, um get with um other other um yeah, you know absolutely. people that join in. Um what's your take on the future of the program, like, you know, life after, you know, just like next season and life after Bayham, when we talk about, you know, the successor and all that stuff, like what's your feelings on everything?
3: I, I think that I'm kind of on the fence on on JB, first of all, let me start at the top. I'm not sure if he's going to, you know, if he's going to leave because his, cause his two sons are gone after this year. I'm not really sure about that. I, I think he'll be back next year. I think this year, depending on how it's gonna finish, I think we're gonna be somewhere around five hundred. Um, maybe two games over or one game over, something like that. I, I I think we'll I think we'll at least do that. Now, the question too is does he get to a thousand wins for the second time this year? Um that's another thing. Like if he's at like if he's at like nine hundred and ninety eight or something like that i just can't see him leaving with that number i think i think his ego will get the better of him um Mm -hmm. but all right let's let's assume he's back next year and looking at the personnel i mean i like the recruiting class that we have um but i think it's more of a long term recruiting class i don't think that they're like i like you said repeatedly on your pod i agree with you. That you know, we don't have guys that are instant impact players. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, does how we do it with recruiting in 2023? Because to me, it's been kind of quiet so far on the recruiting front for for two you know for the 2023 class. Um, does the fact that we'll have Joe Girard back and you know maybe potentially for two more years? Does the does, you know, how does that impact recruiting as far as the guard position goes? I think it could have a significant impact in a negative way. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm not really all that optimistic. Um, Do we go in-house after J.B. leaves? I'm not really sure which way Wild Hack goes, although I will say that I'm a little bit more positive about Wild Hack since he made those two football moves, uh, bringing in. Uh, the two coaches from Virginia. Cause I wasn't expecting that cause they probably got paid pretty well because they're very well-regarded coaches. So uh, that, that move, those moves by wild hack actually gave me a little bit of optimism that maybe um, the uh, Syracuse and the board of board of directors and wild hack actually might open up their pocketbooks a little bit and, you know, not pay an extreme amount for a new, uh, the next coach, maybe, you know, th- Four million, something like that which is you know could get them in the mix for somebody pretty decent so in the near term i'm not at all that positive about the program i think jb will be there next year beyond next year i'm not sure because he'll get over a thousand wins for sure next year if he doesn't this year and mm-hmm. i just think that at that point you know he might he might say enough is enough but
0: that's just my own opinion so Thanks for uh, giving me some time on here, Dean. I appreciate it. Yeah, great stuff, man. And I agree. Like, I think, um, you know, when I talk about him being whether questioning whether he'd be motivated and stuff, I'm talking about like multiple years. Right. Like, I think just like you said, like if he's close to a thousand again, he'll come back. And especially if the season is going to trend how like, you know, (laughs) it's been going where it's like up and down, up and down and. We don't make the tournament and stuff. Obviously, he doesn't want to go out and. Uh, on that note. So he'll try to run it back one more year. And um, after that, you know, that's that's why I'm curious to see where Wild Hat goes. Like, obviously, JB's rec- recommendation of his success is going to hold a lot of weight. But does um, – if, if things stay – how it's been for so long, just being this middle of the pack, mediocre record-wise and stuff. Is he just gonna be fine with all right, right, archery? Here goes the keys, or does he really do a genuine search with the the coaching situation and stuff? I mean, I think when it's said and done, it's probably most likely gonna be red. But you know that's something to ponder. But you do think
3: it's going to be red? Would be red over over Jerry? That's interesting. I'm not really
0: sure about either way. Yeah, about yeah, that. yeah. You, you yeah, and you I, know why? Because right now he's, he's the, the associate. Yeah. So if you yeah. know, and it's very rare that like the you know like
3: prods an associate. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like if Hop was still on staff, Red would get the job over. Like we know Hop was going to be the guy if he was still on on staff you know what i'm saying so that's why i kind of lead a lead towards um you know red being the guy that jb would recommend because if anything happens i say there's a a a health issue with jb or if the ncaa comes and say oh you know you're suspended for a couple of games because uh you know some you know some some nonsense or whatever then you know red would be the guy so you know i i kind of think it would be a little shaky that it would just be like oh you know make g-mac the guy it's like all right why wasn't g-mac the associate from you yeah. know beforehand yeah and although stuff. red's
3: been on so. the staff red's been on the staff quite a bit longer than jerry so that's probably why one of the reasons why he was made the associate head coach but i agree with you you know that kind of thing when it's when you got that title it kind of implies that you'll be the next guy
0: so we'll see yeah 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 exactly so yeah it's um you know interesting times ahead i mean you know i do agree that the with the season going along with some of the teams um that we're gonna play look we we already beat pit and we have Pitt again we have bc twice um we have a bunch of other teams that's not so great so i do think syracuse could get back in the mix not like tournament wise but just as far as having a respectable record going like 11 and 9 12 and 8 where, you know, maybe they'll make the NIT and it's not so bad where it's like, okay, you know, JB will come back, give it one more go, and then we'll see what happens after that. So, um, you know, I, that's, 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 that's how I'm thinking it, it might play out the rest of the way. But, um, yeah, Vince, um, great stuff, and I appreciate you, you know, checking in. And, um, you know, anybody else that want to, you know, come on, just hit the request button and I'll get you on and stuff. Um, Dave, I see you there. Kev, my guy Sean. Uh, see Rob, like all oh, you guys, like whoever want to be next, you know, hop on and stuff, and you know, let me know uh, what's your take on everything going on in Q's land and stuff. Um, so uh, let me see who's who's next. Uh, right now, uh, you guys are being shy. Like, who hit that request button? Who want to be next? All right, my man Dave. Uh, let me get you on right now. All right. Dave, you there?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me okay? Y-
0: yeah, I hear you. I hear you fine, man. So, hey, you know, just uh, you know, being next man up, uh, just let me know uh, how you feeling about everything in q right uh, now. Well, I agree with pretty much everything you guys said, and so I don't want to
1: repeat that. But um, the one thing that I've been thinking about is the transition from JB to whoever is next. Um it, it does worry me because for as much as JB has pissed me off over the past 30 years, um, yeah, we've had success. And that's a good thing, except for the last eight years, yeah. which has sucked. Um we <laughs> just kind of kept going downhill. I remember saying to Amanda, who, Dean, you know, she follows you, like three, four yeah. years ago when we had – we just – we just had a bad team, right? We had Frank Howard, who was who was down, and Battle was having an okay year. But I said, "Man, this is this is one of the worst SU teams I've ever seen," and I didn't think it could get worse. And then we saw the roster construction this year, and I said, "Oh crap, we're actually worse." So this transition to a new coach, whenever it happens, is going to be critical. And so I absolutely think they need to go do a national search and pay the money and get the best guy out there. Because I I've seen way too many programs where these hall of fame coaches leave, they bring in an assistant and they really drop off even further. Um, And that's what really worries me about this is that, you know, if JB leaves and we're, you know, we're looking here now, guys, at two out of four years, the COVID year, I'm including us not getting in the tournament two out of four years, not making the tournament. I don't know what's going to happen next year. depends, Dean, like on what you said with the transfer portal. Can we pick up somebody? But if we stick with that mm-hmm. team next year, we're probably not making the tournament then. So yeah. two out of five years in the tournament, and then JB's going to leave. It's just it kind of setting up the next guy in a really tough spot. So I just think we should go out. We should get somebody with head coaching experience and somebody that, you know, has shown success at the D1 level. Um, nothing... Against yeah. Adrian or GMAC, it's just a big it's a big difference between being the head coach and then the assistant coach. Totally different job.
0: So, um, you know, that's just kind of my thoughts yeah. on that. Yeah, because it's something I mentioned, you know, previously on 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 um, you know past podcasts that it's one thing when you're assistant and you know you're trying to develop a certain position group. Or you're out there recruiting guys, and you know you're you're, you're trying to, you know, um, you know sweeten up to the, the the parents and and handlers and stuff like that. It's one thing when now you're running a team, right? So now you're responsible for practice and on court decision making and all the behind the scenes drama with each individual player, right? Like now you know for. Certain top ranked recruiters and getting playing time. Now you're dealing with you know disgruntled parents and handlers. If um you know certain guys and getting the shots that he thought he was getting or whatever. You dealing with all kind. Of, and we know with Syracuse ball for the last twenty plus years or so, there's always drama every year. Like it used to be a joke. Like I remember when we were in the Big East, especially in like the late '90s and the 2000s, there was always like something every year behind the scenes drama wise that like never leaked out because you know we weren't in like the social media era but it's like when we would go through rough patches right like we'll lose three four games in a row in the big east or whatever it would always be you know rumored that oh you know such and such is going through you know personal issues and you know teammates going at it with one another and bayham and this person or whatever (laughs) so it's like if we could overcome that and still be successful, you know, because, like, with everything, you know, I, I've been critical of Beheim or whatever, but he's been able to hold it down for so long despite all the distractions, right, off-court, on-court, whatever. The next coach, like, I'm just, like, nervous if GMAC, Red, you know, those guys, like, you know, whoever gets the head coaching job and assistants, that's going to be there to back them up. Are they going to be up to the task to handle everything that goes on all around a basketball program? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, a lot of us fans are saying, hey, you bring somebody from the outside, outside of the family who has had coaching experience and stuff. That's not going to be new to them. They're going to know how to handle all of that. So it, 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 it and when you you and you brought up a good point like talent wise like all right if JB's going after next you know next season or whatever the talent is it, it doesn't like it's gonna be there like you are kind of setting up the next coach for failure so I kind of just get Kevin Ollie vibes or Yukon even though like Calhoun it's kind of different because Calhoun left him with talent he won a championship but we saw what happened when that talent was gone right like it was a disaster. And now um, Hurley's kind of gotten them back into, you know, a good direction. With Syracuse, it's like, damn, I, I don't want to be where UConn was three, four years ago, right? <laughs> like, even though, like, we've gone taking our lumps and stuff in conference playing the ACC, it hasn't gotten to a rock bottom level, right? Like, that's, that's what I'm, like, hoping it never becomes to, and I'm afraid – if red and that whole crew gets the keys to the Ferrari, <laughs> we could end up crashing. And then, you know, the next three, four years after that, we're trying to rebuild and pick up and get back to a spot that, you know, who knows if we ever get back to it, that we're accustomed to. You, you, you feel me?
1: Oh yeah. I completely agree. And it's, it's interesting. I think we're catching a big break because if the ACC was a normal ACC this year, yeah. <laughs> we could be we could be rock bottom this year so i think yeah. we're actually catching a real break um yeah and with our schedule also um so i, I that's the thing that just really concerns me with the transition because transitions are hard to begin with and we've seen way too many programs just like you said bottom out you brought up lloyd out in arizona I, um was tommy lloyd is it um
0: yeah 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 i believe so yeah
1: yeah great great hire right if I, that's what we need to do as a program, I think. And and the whole mm-hmm. concept of, well, JB's earned the right to p- pick a successor, that's not the way the world works. You know, when you're at work, yeah. businesses, if the, when the CEO leaves, the CEO doesn't pick a successor. The board of directors does. So that makes no sense to me at all. I'm like, okay, we'll take your opinion, but we're mm-hmm. going to do what's best for SU. And so I don't like that talk that goes on, and I wish, I wish that we had the strength and the – university and the athletic department to just change that thinking and maybe they do maybe
0: they're going to do mm. that we just don't know that's what i'm hoping yeah, yeah. because because here goes another example that i kind of forgot you know while i'm in a groove going through my pods and stuff that i forgot to mention is you look at north carolina when rory williams stepped down his recommendation was hubert davis who was on his staff right but they also had another alum named wes miller who did a good job at a mid-major, UNC Greensboro? Borough. Led them to a tournament and all that. I think I think they played um, Gonzaga in a tough game a few years ago and almost picked them off when Gonzaga was like a, a two or three seed or something like that. So he's the guy that had run a program and and, and got them in the right direction, and he just got the Cincinnati job. They uh, apparently like it came down to those two, and apparently. Hubert Davis got the job because the recommendation from Roy Williams to the AD was he wanted Hubert, right? And every time when I listen to Jeff Goodman's pod, he always talks about and it's and then look, it's too early and it's easy to say it now because North Carolina hasn't been you know so great right now under Hubert Davis. But um, Jeff Goodman always talks about how they should like if it was up to him, he would have went with Wes Miller because Wes Miller was a guy who. You know, like a lunch pill guy at North Carolina wasn't a top recruit or whatever. You know, I think he was like a walk on and all that. So he's paid his dues, went up the coaching ranks, ran a team, led them to the tournament. So that's a guy who could have come in and, you know, would have been the perfect fit. But because of Roy, hey, I want this guy who's on my staff to be the successor. They went that direction. And, you know, we'll see how it plays out over time. But, it seems like that could be the, the the same situation Syracuse follows down the line with JB where he's like, look, you know, we saw the same, you know, I'm talking about Jeff Goodman. He said in the same interview that Jeff Goodman did before the season where he said, look, wh- whenever I decide to call it a career, we don't have to go outside of family. We have good coaches right now in house. So I always kind of took that as hey, like, you know. He's going to recommend one of his assistants, which I think most likely will be Red as the associate. And Wild Hack, you know, it's going to be up to Wild Hack to say, you know, do I do a national search and try to find the best coach available? Or, you know, just hey, keep it in the family and we'll see how it goes with one of the assistants, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I hope, I hope not. I just think that
1: um, I, that, that head coaching experience is, means a lot. And again, I look—you know—you look at Hop, and unfortunately, he's having problems. You would have loved to have him have other experience first, and then come back to Syracuse if he, you know once he learns how to be a head coach because it's a different job. So yeah, time will tell, right? So I'll, I'll let, I'll let yep. him speak. I'd love to hear what others have to say.
0: All right, Dave. Thanks for. You know, chiming in and, you know, um, you know, sharing your opinion and stuff. And, you know, when I continue to do these mo- moving forward, you know, hopefully you continue to join in. I appreciate you checking this out.
1: Yeah, thanks. It's a great idea. All right. Cool.
0: Take care. You too. All right. Let me see. All right. C-Rob, C- you in? Hey, C-Rob. Hey, C- can Rob. you hear me? What's up, Dan? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, man. So, hey, you know, just following along. Like, how are how you feeling about everything currently in Q's man? I mean, not great,
4: but I don't think anyone can be. Um, I, I got two questions for you, and Dave kind of brought up the, the first one a little bit at the very end. Like, I had so much love for Hop, you know what I'm saying? when I, I used to be a student at Q's, you know what I'm saying? And, like, just the love for him on campus. Like, obviously, the players had a lot of love for him. I know he was doing a lot behind the scenes. Keep kids from transferring and all that, but he's to Dave's point, you know, he's underwhelmed at at Washington so far. So, like, is that completely dead? One, like, what's been behind his his lack of success? Like, would we even consider giving him a look for for next year or or years in the future? Um, And then, two, like, let's say you're in charge of the search firm and Wild Heck tells you you can't go with anybody on staff. Who who would you be looking at? Like, what what are some names that you think could be maybe not linked? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, you're not back channeling nothing, but like, who would you be going after if you were in charge of the search? All
0: right. So, uh, getting back to hop, because I'm there with you. Like, I'm a big hop supporter, day one guy, because we go back to. The teams in the two thousands, right when Syracuse was one of the top teams in the Big East and winning championships and being one one seeds and stuff in a tournament, at least like eighty percent of those rosters were recruited by Hop, right? You know what I'm saying? And as you pointed out, guys who thought about transferring, a lot of key players hop was the reason why they didn't leave you know he convinced them to stay and everything like that like hop was a, a super hard worker and even once we got into the 2010s um jb did an interview i think it was like sports industry where he admitted saying you know as he got older and stuff it was easy to delegate because he has great assistance. when he talked about um recruiting and 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 the assistants running practices and all that stuff it's like hey you know what i, I can kind of take it easy as i got older and rely on my my right-hand men and stuff, and Hop, you know, Hop was that guy. The problem I heard with Washington is basically in that Pac-12 and how Washington and that fan base and everybody, what they're accustomed to is playing fast and loose. And Hop kind of brought more of a slower side. Like, he brought Syracuse East. He brought Syracuse to the West. So it was basically like Syracuse West or Northwest, I should say, and Washington. And the thing was, it worked the first couple of years because he actually had a veteran squad. He had a bunch of juniors and seniors. Like, if anybody's a Philadelphia um, 76er fan, um, you have the, the the wing over there whose name um, um, is... I, I, yeah, Thibault. He was basically like how like we looked at Kadari Richmond as a cheat code up top of the zone with how like when he got into the games and defensively everything flipped us. He was like that (laughs) in Washington. Like he was so good in his side of the zone, just like locking that, you know, just locking things down on on, on his end and things. And like I said, they had a veteran squad, so he was back to back coach of the year. So it kind of showed when he had a veteran squad and guys that bought in, he could win games. But once, you know, he had to bring his own guys in and stuff. One, you know, he brought in Kwade Green, our old buddy Kwade. <laughs> and when Kwade had, like, the year when he had um, Isaiah Stewart and and McDaniels, who was a top, um, I think, I think um, Jalen McDaniels, who was a top 10 recruit, they only had one point guard that year, right? So, and when Kwade they got um, suspended for academics for the season, that like messed everything up for them. So you you, you could put the blame on Hop and said like, okay, how you know you went into the season with just you know one point guard, you know that's on you. But when I watch Washington over the years, that's the thing they've been lacking. Like they haven't had like a real floor general and stuff like that. And he hasn't really got that full person. Like, if you're going to play zone, as we've seen with this current Syracuse squad, you got to have the athletes, you got to have the length, you got to have the size. And it's kind of been like a mishmash of things over there at Washington where it's like, um, you know, like, what are you doing, Hop? Like, are you – because he's been playing – actually, he's been playing more man this season, but I think it's because his hand's been forced because he just doesn't have the personnel – and it's like, you know, well, what's the game plan? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure if he's, like, fully um, grasps like, what he has to do to be successful on his own in Washington since those players that um, he had when he first got into Washington since those guys have been gone. So, you know, you could put the blame on him with that. Like, you know, like if if he was going to have your own identity and be run and gun, all right, recruit those kind of players. If he was going to bring – Um, If he was going to be Syracuse West, then you had to recruit, you know, the size and the length and everything to fit with what you're trying to do. So I think that's been the biggest mistake with Hop that's going on over at Washington. And it it, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to get any better over there. So I don't see him being the option um, with Syracuse, unfortunately, because I I felt like, hey, if he got things back on track with, Washington was a stable situation where if they were going to the tournament and stuff, then, yeah, like, that would have been the first um, phone call that Wild Hack would have made. But even before this season, you know, I was told by, you know, a few people that that relationship kind of, you know, even with, like, Wild Hack and even with JB, like, you know, they're still cool, there's no beef, but they don't really talk as much like they used to. So, you know, I remember talking to, you know, a source close to Hop who said, like, even if – things got back on track at washington they wasn't so so sure that you know that was going to be a a, a instant match made in heaven that it was such a a lot that you know hop was going to go back to syracuse because um you know the communication hasn't you know it's not like what it's been before so um you know and, and moving on to your next question when you say about uh you know who would be the guy if, if 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 I was at the search and this is the difficult thing right now because we could talk about casting a wide net and stuff, but when you look at ideally you want a guy who's coaching in the northeast, right? Like, you know, at a mid major program or, or something like a top up and coming guy that knows the area and stuff. Right now there's not one person that kinda you know that that that, that strikes me right now is that main guy. But I give you two names, and it's somebody I mentioned before, and it might be, you know, somebody that's maybe not the hottest guy right now because of what's happening. But Mike Boyton at Oklahoma State, where, um, you know, he's from Brooklyn, and you know, we saw what he did with Kay Cunningham and that squad, and 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 he got a raw deal with the NCAA, where they, you know, ha- dealing with they banned the season and stuff, but they're still competing. They're still, you know, um playing hard for him and stuff. But, you know, I could see Wild Hack not wanting to go that route because, look, we've, we've dealt with our issues with sanctions, so maybe Boynton isn't a hot name. But I'll give you another guy who a lot of people are talking about might be um, one of the, the 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 up-and-comers to look out for in a few years, and that's a guy named Kim English who's at George Mason. So Kim English is a guy who's from Delaware, and he uh, played at Missouri for Mike Anderson not too long ago. And I remember he was on that team. He was like the team captain when they were in the Elite Eight, when UConn, I think it was like back in 08 or 09, and they were in the Elite Eight um, and playing against UConn to get to the Final Four, but they ended up losing. So, you know, he had a nice college career and, you know, I think played overseas. And now he's been in the coaching ranks um, for the last few years, and he's a young guy. He's about, like, 34, 35, just got the George Mason job. They pulled off an upset against um, Maryland earlier in the season, and a lot of people feel in a couple of years he he's going to be, like, one of the hot names out there. So if JB does stick around and Kim English is the goods, as everybody expects, that could be somebody, you know, if you're looking for, like, a, a top up-and-comer in the ranks and stuff that, you know could give the program some some you know new juice and and, and excitement and stuff that's the name to look out for and, and everything because the other names you, you look at like the Saint Bonaventure coach he's an older guy and everything like that and I'm not sure if you know he has a team full of seniors so once all those guys are gone is Saint Bonaventure gonna be any good after the season you know what I'm saying so I'm not too sure about him. And, you know, there's really not somebody that just strikes off off the top um, in the northeast because you don't want to get a guy from, you know, down south or the west coast that doesn't know the area, right? Like, if if, if you're, you're trying to recruit, we, we've been successful getting talent when talking Philly, the DMV, you know what I'm saying? Like, locking down those areas. And, yeah, we might pluck a guy from the Midwest and stuff. But... You know, you want to you want to get somebody that knows the area and has ties and connections and stuff where you can get players um, out of the northeast. So, um, you know, a, a guy like like I said, Kim English, that's probably somebody to keep an eye on moving forward. If JB does stick around for the next few years and if Kim English is the goods that George Mason actually becomes one of those top teams coming up from the mid-major ranks
4: good stuff man i appreciate you long time supporter I, man i'm on the patreon so uh keep doing your thing man Got mad love. hey
0: I, I appreciate it and you know like i said telling everybody else you know when i continue to do these man hopefully you continue to tune in and i look forward to your your, your takes and your opinions man so hey, take care appreciate you man My all problem. right all right all right guys so hit the request button anybody else that want to Say their peace. You know, I know there's a few of you guys out there. Just hit the request button, and uh, I'll put you you back on. And, uh, you know, we can continue discussing the current state of Q's basketball. Um, I'm looking at the schedule right now. You know, we got a Florida State rematch coming up, and that was a tight one that they pulled off last night against Miami. It looked like Miami was going to pull through. In the last uh, 10 seconds or so, Moore hit a a, a corner three after a couple offensive rebounds. And then Florida State came down with, I think, like seven, eight seconds left. Got a foul call um, right close to the buzzer. Knocked down two free throws and came out with the victory. So they gave Miami their first loss. So we have that rematch coming up. And then Clemson after that. And then on the road at Duke. So... So if Syracuse is gonna get our attention back the season, you know they're gonna have to pull off those next two games coming up. You know, in my opinion, you know, because right now I'm kind of just whatever <laughs> with the squad. So we're two and three in conference, and if they beat Florida State and it beat Clemson, and hey, if we're four and three and we head to that Duke game with some momentum, then you know that'll be something definitely to. Keep our attention, and we'll see how it plays out. So, uh, guys, like I said, hit that request button. Like, like, let's talk. I don't want to keep <laughs> talking by myself and stuff. I do that enough on the podcast. So, hey, uh, I'll give you guys uh, another minute or so to let me know what's 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 happening. And if not, you know, we'll just call it a night. We we I had good stuff with my man Vince and Dave and my man uh, C Rob. So you know who who wants to be next? Hey, hey I got D. another question.
4: I'm I'm out in uh, Salt Lake City. I just moved out here. Oh, uh, okay. Chris Bunch, I think is a commit. Like, what's what? Can you give me like a quick scouting report? Like, should I go out and see him play? Because I know Wasatch is like a a solid uh, squad
0: down there. So I might try to make that trip. Okay, yeah, yeah. Chris Bunch, I have mixed feelings on him because I think when you talk about your prototypical Syracuse wing, like, he fits that mold. You know, he's about 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, he's a good athlete. He can shoot. He could handle a bit, create his own shot. The problem I have with him is that the motor is, 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 is not turned up to a level where, like, if you're expecting, you know, a guy with his talents, with his upside, like, you would expect where if he plays a game where he's playing 30 minutes to grab more than one or two rebounds, you know what I mean? Or, or have a couple of block shots when he's the tallest guy on his team or in the game in general. Like I saw a game where um, he played, his high school team is De La Salle, which is more known for football, but I in, in Cali when he was back home in Cali, I watched a game where he's the tallest guy on the floor And I think I had him charted for, like, two rebounds throughout the whole game. And he, like, never – for a dude that's a top 100 recruit, high major guy, like, never put it on the opponents to, like, let them know, like, all right, I'm that dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like – it was very finesse, very, you know, just casual, going through the motions. It's like, yeah, you'll see flashes where he'll hit a couple of threes or he'll hit somebody with a crossover or maybe you'll see a put-back dunk hand there. But throughout the game, it was just like, you know, like he it it, it seemed like he just picked his spots when to turn it on and off and stuff. And, you know, as Q's fans, we've seen too many guys like that come in and out of the program. And if he's bringing that kind of attitude, I just feel like he and JB are going to go at it, you know what I'm saying? So the talent is there if he puts it all together. And if the intensity is up, then I definitely think, he could be an nba talent as like a 3 and d wing but it's on him if he's going to like turn it up a notch and 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 um you know tap into that potential that he has that's why he's a more of a top 75 recruit instead of a top 40 top 50 kind of guy you know what i'm saying hey, so but definitely a, be, check you you've been around, yeah, around yeah, a but long.
4: definitely ch- no, my bad. My bad. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say. Uh, yeah, I was say. I was gonna say, like, definitely check him out, though. You know what I mean? Like, he's worth checking out. So if you can, you know, you check him out. And I- I'd love to hear your scouting report on him in person. You know what I'm saying? For sure. No, and, and what I
4: was gonna say real quick was, I know you've been around a long time, but like, how many dudes do you know that like, if they're not having that impact in high school, if they're low motor, like, how many people can just turn it on
0: when they get to college like that? Like,
4: how many can flip that switch? You know what I
0: mean? Hey. I got one example for you off the top, and you are gonna laugh at this. Malachi Richardson, prime example, <laughs> prime look, example. What, like, what, what, that where dude... is he
4: right now, though? Like,
0: is he? Is he like what? Israel or something? All right, he. Yeah, I think he's overseas and stuff. But if we're just talking, you know, high school, college, and all that, he was kind of like similar, right? Like, he was a dude that would you know kind of go through the phase like you saw the tanner was there and he was what mcdonald's all-american and everything but he he was like the ultimate hot and cold kind of guy and we saw that his freshman year in syracuse right like there was games where he was money and then there was games where he was just like unplayable but thankfully against uva and most of the tournament (laughs) that year yeah. He was a first round. He parlayed that into a first round draft pick, right? Like he 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 tricked he tricked the GM into taking him in the first round, right? So yeah, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I hope he all we can say is hopefully he did well with his money, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people that's a lotto ticket, that's a lotto ticket that he he parlayed. You know, um, you know a, a a great tournament run, and that 10 15 minutes in the UVA game into a first round draft pick. And, um, you know, Chris Bunch, like, <laughs> I don't know if people look at it as a good thing or bad thing. I think people look at it as a good thing if we go to a Final Four, if he plays like that. Maybe it sucks for him long-term if he ends up being a first-round draft pick. And he does, you know, he flops out after a couple of years. But, you know, um, you know, let's hope he gets to that level at some point. You know what I mean? Like, Chris Bunch, before we talk about how you know, like NBA career and all that stuff plays out on the long term. Like, let's hope that, like, he, he at least taps into, like, some Malachi Richardson <laughs> upside, you know, having those highlight moments um, for us to, uh, you know, analyze the NBA career. But, you know, when you look at the, pro, the the tools and stuff, like, I think if you see him in person, you're going to look at him and you're probably going to be like, yeah, like, this dude has a pro body right like he has like first he, like he he's a prototypical Syracuse wing and he has pro upside it's just like is all the other stuff going to click with him moving forward to tap into that potential you know that's the biggest question mark i have with um, um chris bunch and what's funny about with chris bunch is that we had a fight off um hop that you just asked me about to 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 win the recruitment against him cuz it was basically a Syracuse Washington battle at the end in, in, in that recruitment you know what I'm saying so that that that's kind of funny right there with um the Chris Bunch situation
4: no I appreciate that that makes sense who would you yeah. like to, if it wasn't Malchi who would you come to like on court wise
0: oh man let me see uh may, uh may, maybe a, a a CJ fear because CJ fear was money with the jump shot. You know, had a nice mid-range game. I, th- I think Bunch has better potential as a three-point shooter, more consistent three-point shooter, because, like, CJ CJ could hit threes on occasions, but he, he was never really, like, a great three-point shooter. I, I, and I think that's why CJ never really made it in the NBA, because he just never had that three and D kind of range and stuff like that. But um, uh, with Chris, I, I think he's a better three-point shooter. And has a good mid-range game and stuff. I just don't know. Like with CJ, you could always count on him as a good zone defender, though. Like we know CJ battled on the glass and everything like that, so you never had to question CJ's motor. So that's like the question with um, uh with, with with Chris Bunch. Like he 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 has to turn it up defensively, especially when you're playing on the wings. Like we need guys that can battle on the glass and in the trenches and stuff. Like you can't. Like I said, like. There were games where you had him and former commit Kamari Lance, right? Like they they played AU together this summer. And there's games where Kamari Lance would have like 10 boards and Chris Bunch is having like one or two rebounds, playing 30 minutes. Like that's unacceptable when you're like six, seven, six, eight. Like, wouldn't you agree? Like yeah, that, yeah. That's that's like I, I think JB made a joke saying a dead man could have... What did he say? He was like a dead man could have like five boards or something like that, like just laying down when you, you, you're that big and tall and stuff. So, I mean, you know, with Chris, he he has to turn it up and, and you know, um, defensively and stuff because I, I could just see him and J.B. going at it. Like how we saw with um Alan Griffin last season. Like there, there goes a, a comparison. Like you want a recent comparison. Alan Griffin. Like we knew Alan Griffin could shoot. He could score. But J.B., was pissed off why he got in the doghouse was defensively. Like JB just didn't think, you know, he got after it defensively and stuff. That's why we started seeing more of um Brazwell towards towards the end of the last season and stuff. Because it's like, you know, J B talked about all the time saying, yeah, you could score, but if you're not scoring, you gotta do other things. Even though J B won't say that about his sons. But you know what I mean? Like, um with 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 Griff, like that's how he fell out of favor. And you know, if Chris Brunch doesn't turn up the intensity defensively once he gets at Syracuse, I could see him falling into that same kind of scenario like um Alan Griffin.
4: Dope, man. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, yo. All All so,
1: right, man. Take care. So Deans, kind of staying on what C Rob where he was going with recruits. Can Justin Taylor, from what you've seen, can he play defense? Is he does he have good lateral quickness and can he help All right. us defensively?
0: Here goes the thing. Like, I'm gonna have to check those IMG um the IMG film right now, um moving forward to see how he's progressing that department because when I saw his high school games and some of his AAU stuff, it's like he'll go after a rebound if it's in his direction, right? But I didn't see a guy who was just like, all right, that ball goes up. I'm moving people out of the way. I'm boxing people out. You know what I mean? Like, he was kind of, like, casual with it. And defensively, it's like the last the image I have in my head was him, and and it's probably not fair to put this on him, was him trying to guard Kyle Filipowski, our old buddy that we tried to get. And just, like, getting the business from him. But like I said, it's unfair because Filipowski's, like, what, seven feet and everything like that. So that's not a fair assessment on that. But, um, you know, he's another one that kind of, like, picked and chooses spots when to go hard and when to be aggressive on defense. But unlike the Bayham bros, he's much better athletically moving laterally and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think um, that's going to be much of an issue with him. It's going to be more intensity and how hard he wants to go after it. You know what I'm saying? Because I think defense, like, if you have the athletic ability and the lateral quickness and everything like that, it's more on you, like, do you want to turn it up and things to go after it, right? Like, it, 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 like even with rebounding. Like, people always say it's intensity, right? Like, I want to go and get get after it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so
1: that's, yeah, so that was, that you answered my question, right? Which is, does he have the raw, raw athletic ability? Because, and if you have that, at least that's
0: a step above what we have with respect to Buddy. Yeah, I, I, I I think when engaged, he can be a much better, and it's not saying much when we're talking about Buddy, (laughs) but I do think when engaged, he, he, he's going to be an upgrade defensively up top of the zone. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and another thing, too, is that, like, body when you look at his frame, like, he could spot some minutes at the Wings, too. That's why I, I, I don't think you just kind of pigeonhole him at the two. I know they recruited him to be a two, but look at this. When we recruited Elijah Hughes, we basically sold him on a two-guard spot. That's why he committed to – he thought he was going to play the two-guard spot, but, you know, once Buddy came around and stuff, like, they almost like, you're playing the Wings. You're a win. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they might they might have sold him on the two-guard spot, but kind of like what I said on the last pod, like if we're looking at Samir, we're looking at Joe coming back, and you have Copeland, like you're going to have Copeland and Taylor. Like, Bayham we know he's not going to play a four-guard rotation. That never happens at Syracuse, right? You know what I mean? Like, look at Michael Carter-Williams was ready to transfer as the fourth guard. Right. And he couldn't play as a McDonald's All-American. So that's going to be a battle, like practice battles, how that's going to work out with, um, you know, the death when talking about the two freshmen with Taylor and Copeland. And I think if we don't get, you know, that 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 uh, quality veteran from the portal or somebody with experience at the wings from the portal, it wouldn't shock me if Bayham is like, all right, we'll spot some minutes with Taylor at the wings across side um Benny along with Chris Bunch you know what I'm saying because I don't know if um everything I hear about with Brown Marquise Brown is kind of like you know he's he's going to probably take a year you know what I mean like to 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 really you know develop and stuff and obviously like who's the other guy like JBA you know like <laughs> even though i do not I'm not feeling JBA playing the same minutes as Benny but like come on like long term you know like jba is not like a long-term fixture at the wings at the forward position so you're basically you know if you if, if we don't add another body with some experience from the portal at the wing spot we're gonna be very young and the options are gonna be limited so i could see you know bayham saying you know what um taylor has some positional flexibility so we can have them you know play both spots, at, whether at the guards or the wings. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just hope that it's not automatically given to him at the the two-guard spot and we run it back with Joe at the PG because I think Samir, like, I I hope JB learn that we need to have a floor general, right? Like, we need to have, like, like once Buddy is gone, it's like, okay, like, that, that other spot is open so you could move Joe to the guard spot and let him focus on scoring, but, like, let Samir have, you know a longer leash and hope that he can develop consistently on offense with his shot and everything like that. But the playmaking, I think, I think we agree that most Cubs fans would agree that we're seeing enough in small sample size that Samir, if given a longer leash can be a quality floor general as far as a guy that can create shots for his teammates and make things easier out there on the offensive end than what we've seen so far, right? <laughs> like, 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 am I all alone by myself, or do you agree with that?
1: Like, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, Joe is. Joe, Joe is a natural too. He's not a one. He should be playing a two. it two. It's it's actually kind of unfair to him um, that he was put in this position from the beginning because uh, he's not he's not a point guard, and uh, that's the biggest thing we've been missing for the last few years. And um, you know that has to be fixed. But I really like the fact that um, Taylor has some more athletic ability. Um, if he can shoot, he's not going to be as good a shooter as Buddy because he's just a hell of a shooter. But if he can shoot, but he's more, but he's better on defense. You know, maybe that kind of starts even itself out, and we're not losing quite as much in two years. Next year is going to be a very strange year, but um, it's good to hear he has some athleticism because this is what we're obviously everybody knows we're sorely lacking in. You know, yeah, so.
0: yeah. I mean, look, if, if Taylor if if there's a comparison and you know this is just probably a name that jumps at the top but if he could be uh, uh Andy Rowden's type you know cause mm-hmm. remember Andy was like what 6'6 and moved very well laterally and stuff and he was always engaged you know I, I don't know if Taylor is like a greater shooter as him because that's the thing you know people are like oh Taylor's you know great shooter this and that and you know people are like nah like I, I, I've tried like I've seen him play and I've chatted with people who've seen him more times than me and they're like yeah he's a good shooter but he's not like you know like it's 40% a you know what i mean like he's a guy that's going to be probably around that 30 to 35% range you know three point shooter type you know what i mean like he's more of a all around scorer you know what i'm saying right. like he's not a guy that's just going to stand in the corner and just shoot threes all day but um you know if he could be uh Andy Rowland's type, when I'm just talking about size, maybe not, like, the same kind of game, but just giving you, like, you know, that 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 same kind of height and lateral quickness and, and length up top of the zone. Because, like, remember when we had um, uh, Cooney and Benajay, like, the, come on, like, you talk about a 6'7 guy and another dude that was, like, 6'4. And then even going back to, even though offensively, those teams were tough to watch with uh, Frank Howard and Tyus, you're talking about what? Two dudes that are like 6'6?
5: Like yeah. that's one the
0: zone, you know, make it difficult. Like, like, even going back, I remember, and I don't know if you remember the the point guard name from Indiana, but when we played them in the tournament yeah. um in 2013, <laughs> yeah. that point guard was in some like three point, you know, one of those all-star three point shooting contests. And he he told one of the, the one of the announcers said when he spoke to him before the event and he was asking him, you know, what happened at the Syrac- with, with the Syracuse game. And he said, dude, for like two hours, <laughs> I did not see the rim. I could not see the rim. Cause that that was when we had mcw and trish right you know what I'm yeah saying? so he, he said he said for two hours i could not see the rim <laughs> and, and remember but, um we played montana the game I, I think the first round and montana was practicing with broomsticks like yep. that let you know how like zone yeah. was back then when they was practicing with broomsticks now it's like same like brooms like teams are just laughing at our zone nowadays. <laughs> like they making it they turn in some mincemeat right now. Like it's it's um, you know, and and, and and poor Benny out there gotta guard like what? All like I, I understand, like I said, like he needs to stop filing, but the dude has to guard so much space that like no other big men I don't think have ever been asked to do before. Like uh you know, Eton Thomas had said You know, he was at the Georgetown game with the waku. And when they saw, like, how much ground Benny had to cover, he said he looked at Firenze and said, did you ever have to do that at Syracuse? And he said, no. He was like, what the hell is going on? And I'm like, yeah, he has to do that because his teammates are so slow and unathletic. And sometimes the effort is not even there with those guys. So it's like, of course, he's going to be fouling and committing these mistakes because it's like the dude, you know, like it's like he's a a 400 meter track run out there, you know, running all these like curves and stuff. So I don't know, man, like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean, Jesse does make up for a lot of mistakes for. Cole and Jimmy on the baseline. So he's he's got an impossible job. So I, and he's a, and he's the whooping boy. So it's really I give the kid credit, man, because shoot, I my skin is not that thick.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thanks, yep. Stephen, man. Appreciate it. All right now.
0: I right, so uh uh Stefan or Steven, I think you were there on the line. I'm gonna get you in. Uh let me see. Uh, speaker. Yeah, I right. S- Steven or Stephen. Hello? He's muted. He's muted? Hey, Steven? Stephen. Yeah, Steven. How's it going? Steven. Okay, hey, hi, how you doing? I'm good.
6: This is my first time uh, calling in, uh, and I don't know if you guys have already touched on this one particular recruit. I see that's what the topic of conversation has been mostly uh, hearing about Taylor, which I, I mean, I'm encouraged. I think this year's team, when it comes down to it, um, it's just a team that lacks athleticism. I think they're exploited. I, I mean, you can tell just by the number of points they give up each night uh, that they don't have the athletes that they did in years past. But um, have you seen enough from Kadir Cope, assuming he can pick up the intricacies of the zone defense that he could see minute significant minutes next year because I mean, I think when it comes down to it and I size college kids, especially at this level, because I mean, I think it's unfair. They're trying their best, but someone else said it. Joe Gerard has been put in a position where he's just not a point guard. I, I feel like, I feel like he's been playing out of his, out of position his entire career. Um, and I think what's going to, what's going to determine their success next year is if they have someone that's more of a floor general, who can create for others. I see Torrance doing it more and more, uh, but with a very small sample size, obviously, given his short leash, just like everyone else on the bench. But have you seen enough from Copeland to think, you know, he can come in and make a difference next year? Or do you think he's going to be, like you said, like Brown, where it might take him a year or two to pick it up?
0: Yeah, with uh, Copeland, he does... Everything really well uh, uh, besides one thing and this is something that we know Jimmy loves and that's shoot the rock. Yeah. So he's kind of he's kind of like a much more higher upside version of Cymir mm-hmm. where he's taller, he's longer, he's a he better seems athlete more physical. Yeah, uh, yeah, very I've physical. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, know, a, compar- a comparison I had of him, I him, w- I would say he was kind of like Kadari. <laughs> like yeah. you know everybody who misses Kadari like oh, God, is yes. kind of that guy is just Unfortunately, I think he's probably even a worse shooter than Kadari. We know Kadari's shooting wasn't his strongest forte, so that's yeah. One, you know, that's my biggest concern is like how how well can uh, GMAC work with that shot? Like, you know, we've seen you know one. Look, we can get at GMAC with his recruiting chops, but I, we, we've seen GMAC work w- well with numerous guards over the years, with the Dion Waiters, the Scoop Jardines. Absolutely. Um, you know, like he's he's working on a lot of the guard shots to get them into a space where they become competent shooters. So mm-hmm. that's kind of going to be like the biggest um job for G Mac to do is work on that shot with Copeland once he gets in into um you know the program once he he comes in for the the summer sessions and all that and and fall practice and stuff because he 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 fits. He's basically what we're missing, right? Like what did you say like a big strong physical guard with some length up top of the zone and a guy that can yes. create plays yeah, for, think, you know, yeah. It's just I that think that's jump the biggest shot flaw with this year's team
6: aside from their lack of lack of athleticism 1 through 5. I mean, I, I give Edwards credit cuz I don't think anyone expected him to make the leap that he has this year. I think it rivals probably most improved player in the in the conference uh at this point. Mm-hmm. But – I do feel like that zone it's just like I mean teams approach it differently and I think the evolution of the game has gotten to the point where the two three zone isn't as uh it's, you're not gonna find the success as we did even ten years ago because now teams have five six guys that can stretch out a zone whereas ten years ago they maybe they had two maybe three guys and I think mm-hmm. that's just the game catching up with uh the strategy that Coach B has has long uh, placed on the team. Um, But I do think next year, if this team's going to have any success, it really needs to start at the top of the zone. Um, and I just feel like Joe, with his – he's obviously on the shorter size side mm-hmm. and his lack of athleticism. Like, you don't see the team really fast break anymore. I don't even remember the last time and it's just you know it's a far cry from where we were just you know in 2016 even and even then i mean we had a mediocre season we just got hot at the right time
2: yeah
0: so let me let me ask you this um you think Please. any of the other guys that had transferred like not you know let's move kadari to the side cuz you know he's like the the, the popular yes. topic the top popular mm-hmm. You think any of the other guys like Griffin, Braswell, Quincy, like if they one of those guys like, like you know not all of them or two out just one of those guys were still around out on the wings? You you think think that would have made a difference with some of the results that we have seen this season so far? I mean, the only person that I
6: could think of really is probably uh, Quincy Guerrier, because I think he relapsed. I mean. Jimmy is very good around the basket. He's shockingly better, and he's probably a better shooter. But I feel like his lack of athleticism on the bottom, and Quincy was a solid rebounder. He'd, he'd get you seven, eight rebounds a night, um, and he'd get contested rebounds. And that's not to take anything away from Jimmy, but I just feel like it's a wash, if you will. I think if you have Quincy, maybe it maybe it means one more win at this point in the season, maybe two, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As far as the other traitors, uh no, I don't. You know, if you go back as far as Jalen Carey, you look at what he's doing at Rhode Island, it's almost a non-factor. Uh, Richmond, even if you take away Saturday's game, I know that stirred a lot of, um, you know, discussion, which we miss him. I thought he, for the position, for playing the top of the zone, I thought he was the better fit. Yeah, he's not going to – I mean, he's not going to be able to get you 30 points a night because he just did – from what I saw last year, he didn't possess the outside jump shot, and I think that's the one thing that keeps Joe Girard in the lineup because other than than Buddy, Joe's probably the only one that could, on a really good night, get you 30 points. I mean, I just don't – I don't think anyone else on the team uh, could get hot like that, you know, to put up that kind of numbers. But with that, I mean – you're seeing more and more eight point one assist um, you know 11 points, two in the second half, you know three assist games. And I you know as a casual fan, and I can't even say casual because you know I've been following the team since I was born, uh, I, I think I, I think Joe's just gotten stale with the with the fan base. I think what he is, what he was when he came in here, is what he is today, and what he will be next year, after he graduates. So, I mean, I think he's really just reached the ceiling, and I, and I don't say that begrudgingly. He's trying his best, but um, you know, I just, uh, I'm, you know, I I do think it's time to explore other options and give Samir more time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I understand yeah because like i said if he's around next season then it's like move him to his ideal spot at the two guard you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying yeah and let samir um be the the main point guard the floor general because mm-hmm. like you know joe joe we we, we have a three three year sample size that you know he's an undersized scoring guard you know yes, what I'm saying and there's absolutely. nothing wrong and there's nothing wrong with that like if 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 put in the proper situation for him to flourish i don't think the more, majority of his fan base will complain like i think we all we all it 90 i would say of people that i talk to always say look if he was the third guard like if you had all right buddy and you had your natural point guard and joe was the third guard you know off the bench as like that quick you know that that spark plug yes. type that like you know if like he's not shots, in 12. yeah 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 like he's just a scorer like that's his job yes. And if he's not scoring, then all right, you know, get back on the bench and let the Stars do their thing. But but Bayhams putting him in a position where he's like, hey, this is going to be, you know, our our, our point guard, our our, our floor general, and he's just not, you know, like like skilled enough to, you know, get us to a point where, you know, we need to be to be like, you know, that top echelon ACC squad and stuff. You know what I mean? Like there's just like too many – you know um, flaws there in this game and you know it's not his fault like he's pulling that position by the coach so that's why it's like kind of like I always try to repeat the fact to the fans where it's like I'm not saying you know whenever I'm critical of Joe or fans are critical of Joe it's not saying he can't score or he can't shoot obviously he can but when we're talking about the point guard point guard position the floor general this is something that I think a lot of people are just saying, damn, like we, we, we haven't seen a real four general since Tyler Ennis. And it's like, yeah. it might seem like it was yesterday, but we're in 2022 when Tyler it, Ennis was back in 2014. It's been, like, it's been, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that
6: position, I think they had hopes for Frank Howard, and I just don't think it ever um, amounted to that. That's why, like, that 16-year, you saw Michael Benajay play more of the point guard. And I thought he did. Very well in that one year, um, but since then, yeah, I mean, Tyus Battle played had the had that responsibility his two years after being recruited as a shooting guard, and I just think they, I think the position, uh, and what we were used to for so many years, it's just been kind of um, devalued, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but back to your original question, I don't think any of the recruits that left other than, like I said, other than Gary, I think he, he was a better rebound, rebounder and maybe played better defense. And I think maybe that's the only reason why I think, you know, his loss probably more than anyone else's has uh, felt this year, you know. But then I also heard, you know, he was playing injured a lot last year. So, you yeah. know, I, I'm sure that would have had... um Tremendous upside. You see what he's doing at Oregon. It's not jumping off the page, anyone. Um, Uh So, you know, Jimmy's unserviceable. But again, you're talking about a, you're talking about four guys that just. I think the idea at the start of the season was to spread the ball out, have someone drop and kick. Well, that's great, but it's just, I mean, how many threes are you going to hit? And if you can't stop anyone on the other end, then you're not really, um, you know. Then the other team's obviously just gonna outscore you if you're not. Yeah, yeah. the the Miami
0: the Miami game is a key example. We hit oh my god, it was so brutal. We hit we 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 hit 17 threes and still lost. So if I if yeah. I told you before any game this season that Syracuse would hit 17 threes, you would have said, "Oh yeah, like we we would have just won, but we would have won comfortably, right?" You know what I'm saying? So this season is like one for the ages, where it's just like, man, like it's it's expect the unexpected, right? Yes,
6: yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. You know, I I still have limited optimism for this year. You know, I, I think we'll probably be what we have been the last couple of years. He'll find his way to five hundred in conference. I I just don't think that uh, what they've shown this year, unless they can go on the road and knock off a Duke, um, and get an, and steal another good couple road wins. You know, I think NIT is really their ceiling this year. I just don't see the wins out there this year with a with a down ACC this year
0: yeah I mean that's that's the thing it's like the non-conference really like did them in right like even if they yeah. go on a run and let's say you know they're 12, 12 and 8 right like usually mm-hmm. a normally like if we come out of non-conference with one or two losses 12 and 8 will get you in but like this year since we had like five losses in non-conference you're talking yeah. what like you
6: now know, you got to be
0: 14 and 6. Yeah, and then you talk about the ACC tournament. You know, unless you win that, that's another loss. So, like, yep. they're not going to make the tournament with, like, 14, 15 losses. Or not, like, yeah. that's, not, that's not happening. So that's, that's, that's the problem when I kind of look – when I say, all right, you know, the ACC is weak and they'll run off some wins. But, you know, like you mentioned, unless they beat a Duke on the road and have a bunch of other wins against – and, and there's not – there's not too many other quality teams, as you could say. there I mean, if they isn't. Uh, in uh, 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 Virginia, North Virginia, Carolina, they're all they're yeah, all, like yeah. You know. you know, you 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 beat a a Louisville. Well, Louisville isn't that great. Oh, you beat yeah. Virginia Tech. Well, Virginia Tech is like 0 and four right now, or 0 yeah. three. So it's uh yeah, it's 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 a rough rough year in the ACC. You know what I'm saying? And it makes you think, like you know, what my guy Dave said earlier. If this was like a normal ACC year. It could really be ugly, you know what I mean? With this, yeah. Like, we, you know, we could be talking about, you know, being matched with, like, BC at the bottom. But because, um, you know, it, it's so weak and, um, you know, there'll, there'll be games for them to pick off. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they go on a little winning streak here and there, like win three, four games in a row here, but then they'll lose two, three games in a yeah. row over there. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm – This weekend's loss at Wake
6: and Miami, but like you said, both games on the road. If they would have won those two games, those would have gone, those would have been huge for their resume. Um, But I just feel like because he, because all five starters are averaging 32, 33 minutes a game, at the end of the game, they just got nothing left. And, you know, if they're not stopping anyone, by the end of the game, they're you know they're, they're shot, and that's why they've you know they've got four losses by three points or less, right?
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's the thing. I, I look at some of these these losses. Like, all right, the 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 Wake Forest Miami game. You go back to the Georgetown game yeah. where it's like all these like single possession losses, and I just say, man, like if we just had a point guard, right? Like you you watch these games. And it's like, it's so difficult for our guys just to get a clean look. Like, let me give you an example here. Like, Wake Forest, I, I I don't remember if it was the first half or the second half when, um you know, we're up seven points or eight points or whatever, and then Jesse, you know, gets into foul trouble <laughs> and yeah. everything changes. Teams getting, you know, better looks and stuff. Wake Forest going, they run. And... There's no—our answer on the offensive end, back-to-back possessions, I kid you not. You had Joe come up, bring the ball up, tight picks up his dribble, shoots a turnaround contested fadeaway, like, 18 feet from the basket, misses. Mm -hmm. Come down the floor, the next possession. Now, Cole has the ball, tightly guarded, picks up his dribble, shoots a turnaround contested fadeaway that he misses— Out deep in the perimeter. And I'm like, man, like this happens way too often in the season because nobody can create their own damn shot. Like, we don't have a point guard to just settle things down. Like, even going to the Miami game, where Beham, as usual, blames Jesse. He's like, oh, Jesse had the ball a couple of times and he turned it over. Well, if you had a guard that can like calm the damn team down yeah. when they're being pressured, maybe Jesse would not have the ball. You know what I'm saying? So,
6: I was watching it's... Auburn last night, and I mean, you just watch, you can just see it's like night and day. The this not just the physical nature, but just the skill set of like their backcourt versus ours. Like, not for nothing, and this goes back to you know what we discussed. Joe and Buddy are just not meant to handle that sort of pressure. And you could see these mm-hmm. guards. I mean, they're playing, you know, seventy five, eighty feet defense the whole way. And I mean, you saw it in the Auburn game, you saw it in the VCU game going back to November. Our guard uh you saw it in Miami. Our guards mm-hmm. are just I mean, Samir's the only one that I feel like can handle that sort of that sort of pressure. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and it, it that's is what it, it is at, at 15 games in the season. I think we know what we have and what we don't, Um, you know, it's unfortunate because we've been spoiled 20 something years. Um But, you know, I mean, doing <laughs> yeah, a bad year last year, it was, it was bound to catch up with us. I just think, um you know, we're probably a couple of years from overhauling. I don't want to say overhauling, but just seeing it, you know, Coach B will step down at some point, uh, whether it be at the end of this year or, you know, in another year or two. And then we'll just see what uh, direction the program
0: heads in. All right, so my last question with you, since you just mentioned that with the coaching, so what would what would you do if you had on the AD hat? If you were in "Wow, wild-hack spot, what would you do? Would you just hand the keys over to the assistants, or would you cast Personally, a wide net? Personally,
6: I, I think the AD is part of the problem. I I Mm -hmm. think John Wildhack's part of the problem. And I know the university, because he has such ties with ESPN and he was a a VP there. He's an SU alum, I believe. Um, You know, but I I, I mean, every program since he's become AD has regressed. I mean, lacrosse program, you know, probably at its lowest point in however many years, maybe ever, or, you know, in my lifetime. Uh, The football program, Mm, not I mean they, they showed signs this year but they also did what the football program does you know outside of 2018 uh in the basketball and now you know this the staple program that you could always um count on they're even you know the basketball program is now regressing if you will so I think yeah. <clears throat> I don't want to be part of the problem but he's got some difficult decisions to make that's for sure I think um I think Getting off topic, uh, you know, I think he made the right decision as far as men's lacrosse, bring making Gary Gate the uh, head coach. But we'll see what happens with football. He's going to have a difficult decision after next year if they're another mediocre team. And as far as basketball, you know, I like what you said about Kim English. I just don't think I think whoever the next coach is, it's going to be from that tree. And if they can't mm-hmm. succeed, then. Then they'll go outside the tree. But I think it's either going to be red if if Mike Hopkins continues to I don't want to say fail, but underperform at Washington. I know he's a West Coast guy, but if he wears out, if he wears out his welcome there, I wouldn't be surprised if he came back. Um, and I think that would be good because he was always their best recruiter. He'd have his whole mm-hmm. staff in place already. I mean, I don't know how well that would go over with with the likes of red and GMAC, I don't think GMAC would, you know, hate the decision, but obviously, mm-hmm. you know, that would curb, that would curb his, uh, you know, any ambition for coaching. So yeah. I could see it being red. I could also see it, you know, Mike Hopkins coming back. I don't see it being anyone from outside the program.
2: Yeah.
0: I, here goes, uh, and this is something I forgot to mention on my pods. And I think he would dig this too. With the example you just made about Hop, because you know Hop, you know it hasn't been too great the last few years with him. Oh, well he got off to a people, great start at but,
6: Washington, and they gave him an extension just two years in, yeah,
2: and now yeah. since
6: that time, he's just, un- I mean, he's
0: under underwhelmed. Um, so
2: yeah, you know, so let,
0: let let me give you a good example of how like the you know because what people will point out is say I. Right, Washington maybe wasn't the greatest fit, you know, even though Hop's a West Coast guy, he's been on the East for like, what, like the last 30, 40 years, like pretty much the majority of his life. Higgins goes a good example that I think you would dig. Iowa State right now, right? hmm The guy, TJ, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He was a longtime assistant over there at Iowa State when they had some good years with Hoiberg and all that. Yep. He went to South Dakota State, I believe, and did well, you know, with that program. And then he went to UNLV. Didn't have a great season, I think, his first season there, or his set, you know, he's been there, He was mm-hmm. there for a little bit, and he wasn't great. Iowa State brought him back, you know. They they you know went down in the dumps, didn't do too well the last few seasons. They brought him back, saying, "Hey, you know, this is our guy. He's a better fit here. He's a homegrown guy." Like when we had our biggest. our, our our best of, of success recently over the last 10 years he was a part of it as a recruiter and as like Hoyberg's right hand man and all that stuff now look what's going on right like you see iowa state's a top 10 team right yep. you know what i'm saying so i wonder if fans would look at it like that or if Wildhack hack would look at it like that with hop where it's like okay first couple of years good not so great the back half but you know what that's not you know washington and hop like he, he you know he's not a west like yeah he's from the west but he's not a west coast he's been a north he hasn't been west
6: coast for 40 years you yeah know, since so, before stepped foot at su
0: yeah so like Syracuse was at its best in the last 20 years when hop was the main, you know the right hand yeah, man absolutely so i wonder so you you think like wild Hat could sell that to the fan you think fans will buy that up or you think they would just be kind of ignorant? and look at the Washington results and say, oh, my goodness, here we go. Like, how – because I'm kind of in the middle because I'm a big hop guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I got to keep it real. It's like it hasn't been too pretty. But I do look at that Iowa State example, and I'm like, okay, like, you bring a guy back to where, um, you know, like, this is home. This is home. Like, he, he, th- this is his area. Like, yeah. the recruiting, everything, like – hop is syracuse,
7: right?
6: is. Like, hop is. Is syracuse. i like syracuse so i, I mean yeah. you would definitely have people who would who would point to what he's done at washington and be like this is the best you could do but the truth is if it's not him who like who's plan b at that point
0: yeah like it's else, it's, it's, it, it's who gonna who you, be who are you going like who else are you gonna go get yeah, it's gonna be you know just e- it's either hand the keys off to Red or GMAC or you know like the the, the suggestion you just made with Hop because outside the yeah. family you know like I was saying before there's like really no ideally you want a guy in the Northeast who was yes, you know absolutely. like let's 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 say you know for argument's sake a program like UMass right like if UMass had a coach who had that program and ticket. Right, mm-hmm. like I hate to, you know, throw John Calipari's name, but like if they had it, like when Calipari had him go in the Final Fours back in the nineties, And he's ready. He's ready to make that next step. And you, you know, you, you know, you, why it comes with the black, ch- the the blank check. That's an yep. easy hire.
6: You need someone like that when,
0: can recruit New York City in the DMV area. Yeah, but but, but there's not that. Yeah, but there's not that guy currently in the. No, Northeast, I know. Right, you, you know, so that's the problem when. You know, like, you know, people ask me, hey, who would you get? And I'm like, shoot, I really, I really don't know at this point. But if get, JB sticks around, we'll- he, he can always- <laughs> seriously,
6: I mean, would I mean, it would be, a, it would be a stopgap fix because obviously he's up there in age. And I mean, it would never happen. But if you think about it, I, I mean, it makes
0: sense. I'm a lot of, I, here, here, here goes the name that a, a buddy of mine suggested to me last week. He said, what about Beeline?" Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to put the you got to put the right staff that could get some recruits because, you know, like, yeah. you lying at like, you know, what, 70 years old. I don't know if, you know, yeah. too many of these studs are going to be, you know, ready to jump. But, you know, you look at the resume at Michigan and West Virginia. And I know, you know, there was some stuff at you know, Cleveland that personally, yeah. uh-huh. I thought was a little bit overblown, but whatever. You know what I mean? But what about, uh, what about Greg Paul from Niagara? He's a name, I think he's more of a future, like kind of like in that Kim English category. Cause mm-hmm. like I think um, Niagara, you know, they're like under 500 right now and stuff. But Anytime. he's, he, you know, but he's a guy that, you know, very energetic, knows his stuff, hard yeah. worker, and he's from the area. So he, you, 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 yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, he, he, he's definitely a, a future name to look out for. But like, you know, right now it's, it's, yeah. you know a non-starter, but definitely somebody to keep, keep, keep your eye out on. Mm -hmm.
6: Yep. I've monopolized all the time. I'm sure someone else wants to speak. So I will. All
0: right. Yeah. So yeah, I'll pre a, i pre ai appreciate you checking, you know, jumping on and good stuff, man. And you know, when I continue to do this hopes to hear from you again. All right. No doubt. Take care, man. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Let me see. Got one request. Next, hey Jason, you there? Wait, hold on, let me. Hey Jason, hey my dude, yeah, I I saw you on hold for a while. Then you left, and I was like, damn, my my boy, go. I hope he comes back. Yo, know, my <laughs> my
7: girl called like right in the middle of us. Like, damn, all right, I'll answer this and get right back in. So I apologize, man. I wanted to ask you, um. As far as like next year's uh, class coming in, w- would you say what would you say like the athleticism is like in those guys? Obviously, Justin Taylor I would expect to be more of a, a shooter, a little a physical type guard. But the other guys, you are, are, do you do you see a lot of athleticism with them, especially with with uh, Copeland getting to the rim? Can he
0: finish? Hey, yeah, yeah. Athleticism is not a problem with next year's group. Okay. You know what I mean? Like next year's group is gonna. You know, compared to the guys we have right yep. now, these dudes are gonna be, you know, like jumping. It, it, it's gonna be like night and day. No the only thing is, it's obviously skill development because these guys, you know, whether getting stronger, whether working. <clears throat> when you talk about like with Copeland, as I told, um, you know, my previous, um, the, the the previous um, caller, um, Stephen, Copeland could do everything well. He just can't shoot. outside of shooting. Uh, yeah, course. exactly. But When you talk about. <laughs> Yeah, so when you talk about, he's basically Kadari, You know what I mean? I mean, I can't with think,
2: that. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: Yeah. So, and everybody misses Kadari right now, right? No like, doubt. A, a, except for like you know, a ten percent of the fan base that's you know got their orange shades on and just don't want to admit that you know we 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 would have been a better team with him on the roster than not have him on the roster. No but you know that's neither here or there. But um, you know Taylor, you know much much more better athlete than um Buddy.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Malik Brown, good athlete. The only thing is, it's like he doesn't score much from outside of the paint. So he's kind of like, if, if you want a comparison with him, I think it could be like a Tyler Robeson type, a guy that's going to rebound, play with a high motor and stuff, but, you know, probably not somebody that's going to, you, you run your offense through, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um. Let me see who's the other guy. Chris Bunch, you know, you know about him already. Like, he can shoot and everything, but, you know, it's like defensively, like, is he going to be engaged or is this like another Alan Griffin, right, right that right. JB is just going to be mad at? And you know, like throw him on the bench because he's not playing good enough defense whenever his um, offensive game is not clicking. And then the other dude, P- Peter Carey's is the biggest mystery. You know, I'm, I'm like, all, all the only thing I've seen from him is a clip, like a workout clip, where he was throwing down like 360 dunks and stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know, what I mean? <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know, like, he doesn't even get playing time on his high school team, even though, to be fair. They have, like, a couple other high major dudes ahead of them. So I think it's more like a numbers game than him just being, like, not any good. So, you know, I can't really speak on him. But, you know, uh, but the athleticism overall is it's much better. It's going to be night and day compared to the group we have right now. It's just I don't look at any of these guys being dudes that you say, all right, they're going to come in from day one and just dominate. Like, this isn't the dante green johnny flynn squad you like remember when like we knew those were dudes that were just gonna come in and play get busy from day one you know what i'm saying but you know but down the line like uh, you know over time i think these guys is um these guys are gonna be quality quality players it's just like is let me ask you this do you think the coach is gonna be around to see these guys groom into the prospects that we think they could be two, three, four three four years down the line like that's that let me ask you that uh
7: here's my thing with Beheim, man I, I'm one of the people that thinks you're gonna have to drag his ass off the campus like I don't think because I remember when the thing I thought about when I think about him retiring was when Hop coached those nine games and JB was miserable miserable <laughs> and so I don't think there's going to be any kind of, you know, uh, just he's just going to quit. I think they're going to like, I I hope this ain't the case, but I think it's they're going to have to fire him. I don't think he's leaving on his own. When has he ever just kind of been like, yeah, I'm not really that like he's going to be in this until they tell him you can't coach here anymore. That's that's the way I wow. (laughs) That's the way I feel. And that's a scary thought because he's already run this shit off the off the road. You know what
0: I mean? (laughs) Hey, I was shocked the other day when the Wake Forest game and you replied. I like, think you replied to me and you was like, "Man, I ain't even I ain't even watched this game." I was like, "Damn!" Like they like when they got you checked out. I was like, "Yeah, you <laughs> know, <laughs> you're not feeling this team." I you mean, like, man.
7: I mean, it's just it's just it's like you said at the beginning of the year, man. It's, it's kind of like the same thing every game, and mm-hmm. even when we play well. We're so bad on defense and rebounding, and just fundamentally, we can't even get the ball in, man.
2: Yeah. Like,
7: so, I mean, I'll, I I kind of already know what the end end of the story is going to be because these teams are better coached than us. Yeah, yeah. And when you put a physical guard on Joe, that's a wrap for him. So, <laughs> and I'm not and I'm not hating on. Him. He's not a point guard. Yeah. That's on JB.
0: All of this shit. Yeah. Like, my frustration, all of it, I lay it all at his feet, all
2: of it. No. Yeah, that, that's
0: why I don't. I that's why I don't attack the assistants because I said I don't know if you heard my last. You know, my pod, the, the recent part I did. I said, yeah, yeah. GMAC, Red, and Griff aren't sitting down in the office saying, "Yeah, this is the roster that we're gonna put together around no the Mahan brothers."
7: Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like
0: if. If you want to build a team around the Bayham Bros, okay, all right. You, you the OG, you the Hall of Famer, cool. But you gotta say, hey, we gotta put the best type of dudes around these guys to hide their flaws and stuff. Like we can't, like how 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 did JB go into the season thinking <laughs> just throwing out unathletic shooters to go along with guys that you already know can score, but they can't defend and do other things? And you're like, all right, we're just gonna bring dudes with similar skill sets. To the table and everything would be fine. Like I, I knew I knew we were in trouble when I saw that Jeff Goodman interview, and he was yeah. just kind of like, oh, like, yeah. um, Buddy, buddy can get his own and Jimmy can handle the rock and Joe was the dude. And <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, like we in for a long ass season. You know what I mean? So yo, yo, I D, what do you think of
7: Let me ask you a question? Cause you watched as long right? well, maybe not as long as me, but you've been you've watched since the two early, like late nineties,
0: right? Yeah, not nine, 95 time out was when I checked it.
7: Oh. That's a rough one. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
7: man, I wish we had that kind of team right now, though. Uh, but, yeah, my question was, when did we switch from the wings covering the baselines and up to the wings covering, like, the, the, the shoulder, if you will, or the, you, you know what I'm saying, like, the, the top of the key kind of and out, and then the center having to cover both sidelines and the middle,
0: when did we switch to that? Because that's awful. I, 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 I think he started sprinkle. We didn't see it like a lot last season, but I so, he sprinkled. He was he was he was experimenting with that last season. Because I remember he, you know, he he would have like Marek, like you would see Marek at times chasing corner threes when he was playing the middle and stuff. And right. I remember a lot of people were telling me, look, that's why he's playing Marek at the middle. He's not playing the other guys because he wants um dudes that can chase out shooters on the perimeter. But we didn't see it a lot like that last season. This year, I think because he's playing, like he knows he can't just do the traditional 2-3. So that's why we're seeing a little, you know, 3-2, 1-3-1. One, one. Like, he's, he's trying to, like, confuse teams. It's like it's like the NFL, right? Like, when a team would do zone blitz or a overload blitz and all kind of, right. like, they would throw different looks and stuff like that. That's what he's trying to throw at teams. But so far, outside of, like, Florida State, it hasn't worked, right? Like, everybody's, like, turned the zone into Miss Me.
7: And the frustrating thing for me is I love Jesse as a player, and, and I hate it. When like you'll see, like he's trying to get to the corner, he's trying to get back the rebound, and JB will yank him out the game. And then after the game, he'll he'll talk like everyone else played great defense and was wonderful in the game, except Jesse. When in reality, the reason why Jesse's doing everything is because everybody else is terrible on defense. He's oh, got because yeah. <laughs> the guards can't guard. You know, I mean, he's got he's got to put a guy in the middle because the guards can't get back. You know, can't prevent the. The, the 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 interior pass the, the you know the entry pass and it's just I feel like he's his whipping boy man even when he plays well he always says something bad about Jesse and I I just hope because if we lose him next year man oh I mean I don't think that'll happen but yeah yeah it's just I'm, yeah, I'm tired I mean, of the, like the post game like ripping guy like I didn't mind the bus Patterson stuff because that was funny but this guy's like a legit player.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you get back to the Chris McCullough. Remember the Chris McCullough at first, oh, yeah. it was like, y- yeah, you know, but then then it just got like overboard. And I think that's why it pushed Chris out, right? Like, remember Chris was like, yeah, he was going to come back or whatever when he got hurt. But I right. think like just the, you know, Bayhom ripping him, ripping him, ripping him. And then whenever he got that like first round guaranteed, he was like, all right, deuces. Um you know, with Jesse, I mean, hopefully he stays engaged and locked in and he has, you know, it seems like he has thick enough skin, but it's only, you know, so much a young man could take. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like the Miami game, like I was telling the last person I was talking to where I was like, the guards, like it's rough when a team pressures you and you can't rely on your guards to handle that pressure. And Jesse has a couple of turnovers, and Bayham is blaming him post game, saying, "Oh, Jesse can't turn the ball over." And I'm like, "Why is it up to your center to be a key ball, a main ball handler in that kind of situation? Like, that's not fair. Like, blame, you know, the blame should be on your guards and your wings. Like, like it shouldn't be up to your center to be the key decision maker when dealing with with um, you know, heavy ball pressure. You know what I mean? So, but you know." Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, Jesse's the whipping boy this season, and you know, he, he has to deal with that. Uh, hopefully he stay like and, and Benny too. Like, when you talk about guys staying locked in and stuff, hopefully Benny, you know, because I, I, I don't like the fact that JBA is playing the same amount of minutes as Benny. When it seemed That's like right. Benny was gaining some confidence and playing better, you know, now it's like he regresses you know, minutes-wise against a, a bad pit team. So, I don't know, man. Yeah,
7: that is that didn't make any sense to me. You get a, you get almost a 20-point lead and you got him just rotten on the bench. Like, yeah. when, if you're not going to play him then, when are you going to play him, man? I mean,
2: <laughs> damn. So, you know.
7: I mean, I think the program's at a big-time crossroads. Um, I mean, it, it, it. I think the postseason runs cover up the issues and have for a long time. Uh, I'm not I love Jim Beheim, but I'm also not like a sicker fan. I'm not just gonna say, oh, yeah, he's great all the time. this This program is stale, and the longer he's here, in my opinion, the worse this is gonna get because he's a hundred years old. This ain't recruiting ain't a hundred year old man's game. It's a young man's game, and this man won't even go to New Jersey to watch dudes work, you know, play.
5: You know what I'm yeah. saying? And
7: like we and, when was, and, and Dean, when was the last time we had a killer on this team, man? Like a like an alpha dog. Like Tyus, you could say, but other than that, like, ain't nobody on
0: this team hey. like that. You know who I saw was a killer on Saturday before before the Q's game? You know who was the killer? Let me hear it. K R Richmond. <laughs> yeah, he 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 was he, he was the killer against you. And you know what's funny? I have people telling me, look, like Q's guards would have struggled all day against those Yukon athletes. Like try to it, score yeah. against try to score try to score against Imagine Joe trying to score against um 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 what's his name? The the the, the, the dude that we missed out on. Um the Andre um, you oh, know
2: Andre.
0: Doing, right? Andre Jackson, yeah. Like come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
3: That that, that... Hey, oh, Dean, man. I wanna I wanna just chime in at one point in the second half, Kadari scored twenty three of new UCon- of uh of Seton Hall's twenty-five points.
2: Damn yeah. Literally, yeah, I mean...
3: twenty-three of twenty-five points. I was yeah, probably I mean... crying. <laughs> My daughter's like, What's the matter? And I'm like, You don't even wanna know. She's like, What? And I'm like, You don't even wanna know. So, oh, so yeah, Vince, I
2: mean... Vince,
3: Vince i agree so let's just say it like
1: it is it was the worst handling of a really good player in the history of syracuse basketball man that is one of our biggest biggest mistakes that was ever made he would have made such so, we would we wouldn't be a final four team this year with him but we'd be a hell of a lot better man it's just it's one of the biggest travesties that I've ever seen man
3: just is you could see it coming because during the <laughs> during the season. You could see that Kadari was unhappy. You could feel every time that he was, you know, you could see the body language. I mean, I, I hate to be the, the guy that uses that body language crap, but you could just see that he wasn't like, he wasn't dealing well with JB every time he checked out of the game. And, you know, I, I get ripped in the post game pressers, like, uh, you know, like Jason said with Jesse now and, and Benny. And it's tough, man. I mean, I just think that JB doesn't. He, He's, I hate to, again, bring up his age, but, like, you know, we all have, like, relatives that, like, at Thanksgiving dinner, they have no filter. He is that, he is that guy now. who has no filter. He doesn't give a shit about anything. He doesn't care what he says. And it's, you know, you would think, like, Julie would tell him, hey, Tim, hey you know, you might want to muzzle that a little bit, but he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's Uncle Leo, and you know what, man? He drove Kadari out, and I totally agree with you. There was a game last year, I remember. He got pulled out, and he walked by JB. He wouldn't look at him. Right then, I said, that, yeah. He, "Yeah, he's, he's transferring." Went, I remember that?
3: He's, yeah, he went right to the bench. Yeah, yeah
1: he, I'm like, he's gone. He's just he's had it, and I don't blame him because when you look at yourself and you're like, "Hold on." I know I'm a lot better than that guy and pretty much everybody else knows, but I'm still not going to play over him. I'm not going to start over him. At what point do you say I'm just unhappy? So forget about how he does at Seton Hall or whatever. Ultimately, he has to like, be freaking happy where he's at, and he was unhappy. So if I'm his dad, I'm saying, you know what, man, there's a lot of schools out there you can play
0: for. Go. Go somewhere where you think you can be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, and and, J, and JB didn't he jumpstart the Kadari hype before last season? Remember, this is the same guy who said, "This is my best guard since Johnny Flynn and Tyler Ennis." Right? Like you yep. said that, and all of a sudden he can't play over Joe Girard. Like, come on! Like that—that's—that's that's crazy. Like he set himself up for that. You know what I mean? So,
7: and then he then he got tired too quickly, D. He was just so out yep. of shape,
0: man. Hey, but look, but this, but but this is the thing where JB makes himself look foolish because remember Joe and Buddy got um, um COVID, COVID yeah. last year, and when they came back, Behan was still playing them nearly forty minutes over. Like you, you you're telling me that like they were better conditioned coming off COVID than Kadari? Yeah, <laughs> and Joe is asthmatic, so you know he had legitimate
7: <laughs> reasons last year for being gassed. You know. Like, Even gave... more reason to play Kadari, man. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Completely agree. No. See, Dean, you got Orb.
3: out. We now, now we're all. Now we are got our. Our yeah, all,
0: all yeah, board. I know, I know, I know. Like, my, my man, you got my the man. juices flowing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, y'all, y'all had to do the. the Vincent Dave did the old leech in the doom, man. Y'all had to come in and tag team, man. I don't know which, who, who, who's hawk who's hawking who's Animal.
1: <laughs> I just yep. want a good point guard. I just want a good point guard, man. That's all. That's all. It makes all the difference in the world. Good teams, <clears throat> good point guards do well.
2: No doubt.
3: Yeah. Hey, Dean, I have a, I do have a question for you, and I don't know if it's something that you want to just touch on now or if you want to save it for one of your pods, but it seems like in 2023, I kind of touched on this really early when we were on, just a couple of us. Uh, it feels like uh, things are really quiet on the 2023 front. Do you think that that's a product of simply – the fact that um, it's kind of, you know, far away still and we don't have anything to worry about? Or is there some concern with maybe, you know, other other coaches saying, you know, well, who knows when JB is done and there's that uncertainty? What, what's your take on 2023, just like a, a briefly, and what do you, you know, what do you think is attributing the fact that, like, there's just not a lot of uh, juice there right now on the recruiting level front?
0: Yeah, it's 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 a mixture of both because right now there's a lot of question marks you know, is JB gonna be around by the time when those guys two, 2023, twenty-three, two thousand twenty-four. Like, here goes an example. Look at two thousand and twenty four, right? They offer a guy, Kwame Evans Jr., right? He's like a top five recruit in twenty twenty four. You know who went to watch him watch him work out and made the offer? It was Red. So it's like if JB, it's like, it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense to me if JB plans to stick around for a few more years and stuff. Why even waste your time recruiting this kid if you're not going to put the time and effort? Like if Red is going down, like, shouldn't you be on that plane with Red and watch the kid work out and offer him and say, look, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be here to coach you when you have your one and done season and all that. You know what I mean, and it's the same with the 2023 kids. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking because I have a list in front of me of like you know guys we offered and stuff. And there's a kid from Brew- Brewster um, named M- M- Matas Puzelis, right? Like I'm sure you, you heard of him, Vincent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
3: He's kind of like a Marek 2.0. Yeah, with- yeah, with yeah, yeah. Shot. Yeah.
0: Yup, yup. He's like. You know, Marek on steroids, basically, like yeah. just like on another level.
3: Yeah, very skinny kid, but
0: yeah, up, we're, yeah. We're like one of the first, and you would think with our Brewster connection and stuff, we'll be all over this kid. I've heard JB only have seen him once, mm-hmm. once since we offered him. And I read an update recently with him, and he didn't even mention Syracuse. He was like, oh, you know, Duke and Kentucky, you know, the usuals. And I'm like, all right, if he's going to stay around, like how are we going to get any of these guys? It's a waste of time. So we're just going to end up getting Peter Carey's and the Malik Brown. Like I said, I think those guys can be good players down the line. But if you want dudes, right, like Jason came on and said, like, when's the last time we had a dude? You're going to have to get some of these, like, top 30, top 40 guys and put some effort in recruiting them. You can't. You know, just say, all right, I'm going to send my assistant. That worked 15 years ago with Hop. That's not working now, especially with, you know, name, image, and likeness and everything like that. Like, you you, you have to put that extra effort, like, go above and beyond. And right now, if Beham, he plans to stick – that's the thing. Like, him and the a they have to have a talk, and it's like, look, if you're going to stick around for a few more years when your boys are gone – you, you got to be engaged. And I don't think they're going to have that talk. Like, I think Bayham is just going to still do whatever he's going to do. And he's just going to send um Griff and GMAC to go, you know, to, 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 you know, IMG to watch the 80th Frank recruit. And then, you know, like, he'll, you know, like, it's on his base. That's what it seems. It's like it's on his terms. Like, if, if we're going to get this recruit, whatever, it's going to be on my terms. Like, you have to come see me. I don't have to come see you. And then fans wonder why we don't get recruit A, B, and C, right? Like, oh, my goodness. He's going to Duke, so that means he must have been all about the money. They cheated, right? Like, the same old excuse. Well, newsflash, everybody's getting paid now. Everybody's cheating. Why Syracuse don't go cheat? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can go yeah. and cheat now if you want to. So, so Dean, you know, I'm, I live in, in
3: Jersey, and um, this is a, this is something I, I, I meant to tell you about on Twitter, but – um. One of my, one of my friends, uh, is a coach of, he coaches high school kids, coaches, like, it's sort of like an A program, traveling coaches, uh, traveling team and grammar school. And, um, his assistant coach is one of the assistants at Gil St. Bernard's where Mm -hmm. Ty's battle went. And he says, and I talked to the assistant coach, he flat out says that JB hasn't been there. And, um, like, he doesn't know what's going on with Syracuse, because they used to have a really good communication line with that program, with Syracuse program in general, and it's mm. almost like outside of Jerry, nobody even goes there anymore, so that that just kind of, to amplify what you're saying, that's a program with a lot of really good players in it, you know, that's a top, that's a top five program in the state every year, and they're not getting JB, they don't know JB from a hole in the wall anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's great because it's, it's kind of like he's taking that stance where, I mean, it's no secret that he burned a lot of bridges with the Tyler Robeson situation, but that could be smoothed over where, you know, you just talk to a few people and just say, look, it didn't work out for reasons X, Y, and Z and stuff, and you move on. But it seems like he's taking it like, you know, you guys can kiss my ass, and, you know, like, he, he doesn't care, you know what I mean? Like, like there's no filter with JB, and Jersey is like, Right now, when you talk about the country, when recruiting and stuff, like, your your state, Vince, it's like, off the chain right now. Like, so much top-notch talent when you talk about 23, 24, even with some of the young guys in 25. Like, there's so much talent coming out of there, and we're not going to be able to even, like, sniff any of these dudes with the way JB is going about his business right now. Because there's only so much the assistants can do. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, the parents, the coaches, whoever's handling the recruit, they're going to need to hear from the head coach. They're going to need to see the head coach. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. It's 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 um scary to think uh, what's going to happen if it continues this way moving forward. You know what I mean? Like, if JB's going to stick around, he's going to have to change his approach with how he targets some of these top-notch recruits because if we're going to get some... Big time players coming in like if we want Syracuse looking like the Syracuse we know roster wise, like jB is gonna have to be much more active in how he approaches things and it's crazy because a few years ago, I guess maybe it had to do with buddy being out on the the recruiting scene and and playing in all these au tournaments and stuff. JB was a lot more active out of these events, but I'm starting to think that was just more of a product of buddy being out there you know what i mean like when he was playing with um the albany city rocks alongside isaiah stewart and, and, and some of the other top players and stuff in that nike circuit now you know the boys are in college and stuff or whatever so it's just kind of like he's going back to his old ways and he's operating like hop is still around where hop you know was mainly doing the heavy lifting and jb was just there as a closer you know, it's like, we, we back to that stage again, but none of our assistants it, maybe red in certain recruitments because reds, you know, has strong connections in the DMV area and stuff. But Griff G Mac, like they don't hold that type of weight that hot pulp held, um, back in the day and stuff when he was our main recruiter, um, especially in the Northeast, um, 10 years ago and stuff. So, you know, that's where we at right now. But, uh, Anybody else wanna jump in? Kev, Kev, are you gonna join? Cause I want to hear from you, Kev. Like hit the request button. I can't leave this, I can't leave this um space without hearing from you. Um anybody else wanna join? Toast, Toast, my man, like you, you gonna join? <laughs> I'm giving you guys about a minute to hop in. Or we call it a night. Good stuff from my guys, Vince, Dave, Jason. My man C Rob, Steven. Um, anybody else, just hit the hit the request button. Dean oh, Jason, dude, you back? One of, Yeah, All I right.
7: was gonna say does one of us have to leave so they, they can jump on is there only four? No,
0: no, no, no. Just hit the mute button, just mute yourself, and that's okay. that. Like whoever, whoever, whoever wanna jump in, they'll just hit the request button and I'll get them on. Oh, okay. I, one one thing
7: I was gonna say about the recruiting was the scary thing for me is there is, so, and we all know this, there's so much talent in, in the city, New York City, Jersey, where Vince is, Maryland, where I am, DMV, you know, Philly. And he can't be bothered. He mm-hmm. JB will cannot be bothered to do any, like, he puts all of that on the assistants. And, I, and like you said, Dean, it, it don't matter if, if GMAC or, or or Griff or whoever comes. It's got to be him. He's got yeah. to show He's the godfather of Syracuse basketball. If he shows up, that's worth something, right?
2: But he's not.
7: And that's the problem, man. That's why I don't see this getting any better because he's 77 years old. And I'm not knocking older people. I'm just saying he's very clearly set in his ways now, and he wants to do it this way. But this way is not the way that's going to help us win. Yeah.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. I, I hear you. Um what more, what more can I say? you know what i'm saying it's, it's 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 gonna have to be a change in the approach if um you know he's gonna stick around and that's the biggest question like how long is he gonna stick around? I know he um mentioned I think it was Adam Zagoria that you know hey, I could coach some eighty, so I wonder if oh. that's some you know like that' cause that's what two more seasons after his boys are gone, but then that's why I wonder all right he's he's ju- he's juiced up now that his sons are there, but once his sons are gone, and like, let's say next season is kind of rocky, does he just pull a Roy Williams or a Coach K and say, hi right, you know, this is it?
2: You know
0: what I mean? So, but, I hope, um, Honestly, dude, I hope so,
7: because I don't see this getting bad. I think this is headed for a crash. You know, I don't want us crashing into like, you know, a pole and like having to start all, and I just, it looks like that's where it's headed, where the next guy, whoever that is, whether it's outside or inside, the program is going to be starting at the at the very bottom, and I, I don't want that. Nobody wants that. But yeah. honestly, man, if this is who he is, if this is where we're at with him, and he's just going to put everything on on his assistants, and he ain't going to show face anymore, and he's not going to go out there and get on the road, even just on the East Coast, man. Don't even go past you know anywhere past uh, the the Midwest or anything like that. Just stay on the East Coast. I don't even care, but show face. But he, if, if he's yeah. not going to do that. Man, hey. Let's
0: wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. You, you, you remember years ago, and, and Vince, I, I think you, you'll get a crack out of this. Like, we, there was a running joke that you know JB hadn't had left the Northeast, like the Eastern, you know, the Northeast, um, to visit a recruit in like years. It was like four or five years that JB <laughs> didn't leave the East Coast, and when he went to visit um Jordan Tucker. Remember, like people went crazy. It was like we won the championship again. <laughs> like and they threw a parade for the man. I'm like, isn't this his his job to like you know like the, the like Coach K and all these other guys? They they don't mind flying north, east, west, south. But JB leaves the, the the northeast once in like five years for a recruit recruiting trip, and every it was like a party. Like crazy. hey, it was O3 chip chip again. Let's just show you where we was at at that point. Like damn. This is what, uh, Yeah, man. I but, think it's um,
7: worse. I think it's worse now, Dean. I I, I really do, man. I man. like here, it, it, look listen, if our recruiting does not improve and our development of those recruits does not improve, we're gonna just be in
0: purgatory, man. This is where we're gonna man. be every year. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jason. So let me get some other folks on, man. Thanks for chiming right, in. All no right. Let me see. Hey, Toast, Toast, you live? You there, Mr. T. You there, Cricket? Are you there? Hello? <laughs> yeah, 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 you on now. You on now. Hey, Toast, you on, you on. Hello? Hey, Tony T, you hear me? I don't know, something, something, He must
3: be affiliated with the ACC network.
0: Yeah, I don't know, yeah, something must, uh, all right, let me, uh, all right, God, Godrigo. Godrigo.
2: Hey, hey,
0: what's love going on, man? I
8: appreciate uh, all your work. I've been listening to you a lot over the years. Um, I agree with everything. I appreciate uh, that. I even had to say, though. Um, Wild Hack definitely deserves some heat, you know how badly the program's gotten, you know, the stuff going on with the women's program, whatnot. Uh, you know, ultimately, I'm going to sound pessimistic, but I, I just feel like Syracuse is going to cheap out and promote, you know, Autry and do that. I, I love Autry, man. Um, but, you know, he just, he doesn't have the head coaching experience, you know, obviously and, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business. We should hire someone from outside the program, you know, the best candidate for the job. Um, Hopkins, you know, I don't know if I would take him back. You know, our recruiting would definitely get better. But, you know, with the stuff going on at Washington, you know, he's, he's been underperforming there. I just, I, I don't know. Just very, very uh, disgusted with the way things have gotten.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Yep. I mean, you know, I think that's the overall overall um consensus with the whole Wild hack um situation about just uh, um you know casting a wide net and 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 trying to find the best coach available. You know, my question is just like you know who's who's that coach going to be? Because right now it's like really no, there's not the obvious choice, right? Like um, going back, no. I remember. I remember like probably seven, eight years ago before he went to Texas. Remember when Shaka Smart was at VCU? Like everybody was loving him. They were like, "Hey, yeah,
2: you, you know, uh, the, the guy. Yeah. So
0: there's not really somebody. Yeah. There's not really somebody like that, that you could just pinpoint. You know, that's why I mentioned a dude like um, Kim English at George Mason. Like he's kind of like that, mm-hmm. but it's more in, down the line. You know what I mean? And then, you know, somebody yeah. mentioned Greg Paul is um, local guy out in Niagara right now, but that's, we talking down the line, like there's nobody for the now that we could just say, "Hey, you pluck him in." When, uh, yeah, so that's yeah. that's that's kind of like the, the 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 holding pattern that we're in right now. It's like who who who's the upgrade outside the family? You know,
8: like if anybody yeah, has the exactly. u-
0: upgrade outside the family, let me know.
8: <laughs> yep, I remember when uh, Navy Oates was at Buffalo. You know, just saying, man, I, I wish he was a head coach.
0: Yep. Yeah, especially when (laughs) Uh, that shit for (laughs) sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Nate Oates, you know, I actually think the next step for Nate Oates, if he's patient, I I think he could be an NBA coach because that's the NBA NBA system he runs out there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if he'll be successful because a lot of times these college coaches take the crappiest job, but you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I could see. NBA teams being interested in him because that style, like, you just look like, like, imagine pros in that system, like, <laughs> mm. that, that, you know, like, like, he, he'll, he'll, he'll be somebody that I'm sure will pique their interest. And right now he find the finances. It's like, even if Syracuse match, what he's getting to Alabama, Alabama, we know they got stupid money. Like they'll, they'll mm. just, they can write um. Um. Nick, yeah, they could write Nick Saban's tax write off, and, and and Syracuse that probably ass. couldn't even, <laughs> ma- you know, compared to to what they could offer him. So, you know, Oats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oates was that. Yeah, when he was at Buffalo. Yeah, that 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 was another hot name that a lot of fans was yeah, like, I, hey,
8: like this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now, uh, Jason Hart, where, where is he at now? He's he, in the NBA, right? Yeah. He's
0: actually coaching the G league ignite, um, um, ignite yeah. team. Yeah. So, you know, he's, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's actually, you know, um, in a good spot and stuff, but, um, you know, he's always been a West coast guy, you know what I mean? So I don't think like, mm-hmm. even though, you know, he played at Syracuse and he's alum, um, he's never really, you know, been, you know, too much, you know, back East since his playing days and stuff. So, um, you know, like like even even if he was an option, I'm not sure. You know, he would have been a a guy. You know, that would have been like desperate coming back east. Like I think if he stayed in college, you know, he probably would have got one of those west, you know, Pac-12 jobs or something like that. You know,
8: right? Yeah, he would have stayed yeah. on the west coast. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. So so let me no, ask. Then... You, so so let me ask you this: yeah. um, with the team right now and moving forward, like what what do you envision? results wise like do you think because you know i think a lot of people are in the consensus consensus that you know because of the acc is so weak that we'll run off some wins and maybe be an NIT team but um do you think that's going to create false hope that people think all right moving forward to next season jb comes back and we turn you know we, we we get things back on track or do you think the fan base is so like Beat down that it's like, all right, we know this is fool's goal, and we're not gonna be fooled. Like we know we're gonna be mediocre forever as long as JB keeps doing the same old same old and stuff.
8: (laughs) Definitely, definitely the latter. There's no expectations right now. At this point, I would just focus on you know developing Torrance, you know and Benny. uh, But you know you got to play Benny. Um, Did he even get a minute in the second half? The last game, it was just. No, I'm I'm watching Jimmy out there. You I mean, he, he plays every minute. It's like, dude, sub him off, put Benny in. It's just, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I mean, once you thought he was getting better and his confidence was growing, even though, you know, stat-wise or whatever, you, you don't re- re- really see a main difference. But you could just see, you know, with him, you know, knocking down a few jump shots that he, which he wasn't doing early in the season. And defensively, like, we we got our biggest leads in the Miami and Wake Forest games with him in the back line along with Jesse. So you thought, yeah. like, okay, like, maybe something is starting to click. And then it's just so discouraging, you know, this pit game where, you know, second half is a blowout and he has the same amount of minutes as JBA. Like, what are we doing?
8: Mm-hmm. That, that can't happen.
0: Wow. Yeah, so I, I think, like, We, as Coos fans, and for the future of the team and stuff and the development, like, we just got to hope that he stay locked in, keeps a thick skin, and he's, you know, willing and ready to return and get better next season. Because this transfer portal, you know, guys are wasting no time. Like, dudes are just like, all right, if it's not clicking, adios. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm -hmm. Um, you know so with Benny is, is, is you know I, I I thought I thought we were heading on the right track, but unfortunately it, it, this pit game was definitely a step back, so I don't know, we'll yeah. see how how it plays out because um FSU, you know, we know like all right, they can't shoot, but we know that's a physical team, and it's probably going to be a, cl- a close, ugly, low scoring game. And then after that, I think we have Clemson, and Clemson, you know, same thing. Probably going to be a tight, tight game, and then we're on the road at Duke. So if Benny can't play against Pitt, like, is JB going to throw him out there in these, like, close, tightly contested games? Like, I don't know.
8: (laughs) And I wouldn't yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just uh, just want them to finish uh, over 500 at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean um, you know, I th- I think there's a chance they can get uh, 11 12 wins. Um just looking at the schedule cuz you know, looking at um the three games I just uh, ran off and then we have Wake Forest at home NC. State. Yeah, there's, there's one Yeah, NC you know? Yeah, at NC State home against Louisville. At BC, at Virginia Tech, home against BC, at Notre Dame, home against Duke, at North Carolina, home against Miami. So, I mean, but then again, outside of those BC games, with what we have seen from this Cubes team, we can't really look at these games and say, okay, that's a win, that's a win. But like, wow,
2: no, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: looking at, yeah, looking at it right now, I'm like, shoot, like any of these teams could beat us. Like BC is like the only game that I'm yeah. like, Alright, like, we definitely supposed to win that one. All these other games, I'm like, shoot, they could
8: be. Yeah, we, we gotta beat Dawson College. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah oh, man. man. Um and then uh looking at next year's class, um you think we bring in uh, someone through the transfer portal?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, because when you look at,
8: especially on the wings, because I, 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 was so talk- had- yeah, I was
0: talking about on my, my my latest pod that like the wings we're gonna be so young and inexperienced. And, and when you talk about just you know Benny, who is not gonna get a lot of minutes, like you know he you you could say he's inexperienced as well. So it's like I can't see JB. Going into next season, just saying, I'd right, a, a a a raw Benny and a bunch of freshmen. That's who I'm gonna roll with at the wings. Like I, I definitely think um, the 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 transfer portal is what they're gonna be hunting down and and, and trying to find uh, somebody to, to to add some depth into the position and stuff. So you, know, you think it will what... just be transfer yeah 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 Uh, yeah because there's there's really nobody like right now like a top recruit or whatever like there's there's nobody all those guys are committed so unless you know they're gonna work some magic and find like another marek from like overseas or something like that i mean that could be a possibility you know what i'm saying like you know maybe there's a a guy from france (laughs) who you know doesn't want to sit on the bench in euroleague and says i could come to college and you know play right away, you know, like like maybe that's an mm-hmm. option, but you know, a name, a name I mentioned, and uh, uh, Vince, I'm gonna I'm talk about your guy again, Lance Ware. Lance and that's a dude, a top, a former top 50 recruit from a couple of years ago, who's at Kentucky, and he's not really getting much playing time. Like, you, you know, how it is in Kentucky where they have like 10, five stars and all that, there, yeah. so there's gonna be. Yeah, so there's gonna be like a couple of guys that get um you know lost in the shuffle and stuff because they, the the playing time is not there. So I think Lance Ware, if he jumps into the portal, with him being a Jersey guy and stuff, even though I know Jersey isn't feeling JB right now, and J isn't feeling Jersey, still, you know what I mean? This is a guy who fits the 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 prototype that the Syracuse is looking for for their wings and stuff, and they 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 were actually involving his recruitment originally they tried to get in late they brought him to the elite camp at at one point and stuff so they're familiar with him so that's the name to look out for um when the season is like, over
8: you know, anselm right because he was looking at uh kentucky uh yeah they recruited over him
2: yep
0: yeah so uh yeah, so uh yeah, thanks for um tuning in and uh you know I, I appreciate you uh you know, checking out the pods and listening. You say you've been a yeah, long man. time listener, so I appreciate the support yep. and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate so next um, you know, whenever I continue to do these, you know, just you know, hop on and I'll let you say your piece yep. and
8: stuff, all right? Look. All right, thanks, Dean. All right, man, Easy. take care. All
0: right, we're gonna try this one more time. Toast, I hope you I hope I hope I hope you got a better Toast, I hope you got a better connection now. Toast. Oh boy. Tony T. Auto's World Space, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you, man. What, what's going on? <laughs> Are you, uh, my, I, I, they, they were saying you got that. Ace I'm having C- an
7: issue with connection. my mic, but if you can hear me, I want the Auto's yeah, World it. Space to answer the question: Where is the love for JB? This man, J.B., who for five decades has turned this small, snowy state school, private school in upstate New York, into a national brand—five Final Fours, a thousand wins—this guy has done something that will never be repeated ever again in the history of college basketball. Where is the love for
0: J.B. James Arthur Beheim on the Auto's World Space? All right. I mean, anybody that wanna cop on, I see Vince. You got a rebuttal. Uh, Jason, you got a rebuttal. Kev, you ever gonna stop being shy and? Hit I'm the...
9: having some technical difficulties also with the microphone. Yeah, and the all right. Let me.
3: Uh... I'll just say that uh, real quick. Um, I you were breaking up Tony, so I didn't catch all of that, but I got the gist of it. Um, basically, uh, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of respect for what for what James Arthur Bayheim has done for this program and for the school and all his charitable work too. Um, You know, he's done he's done a lot of stuff and he's he's to be applauded for all of that. But, you know, I mean, it's it's sort of, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, it's been the program has been on the decline. I mean, as Jason articulated, well, um, and others, if it weren't for, you know, a few tournament runs, which I don't say are fluky because, you know, I, I can't take anything away from the players that went to the final four, the Sweet 16 or whatnot. But outside of that, you know, we're not the program we once were. And we're, 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 as fans, we're worried about the now and we're worried about the future. And we're worried that maybe, you know, Beheim, you know, at some point, when is enough? You know, when when we worry about, we got to worry about the future too. We can't just be saying, hey, you know, the guy did great and he won a national championship. We got to look at what's going on now, and what's been going on now for almost, for literally about seven or eight years now, we've been struggling. And, um, you know, I, I'm worried about it as a fan and as an alum. And uh, and that's really where I stand on it. And I just, I, I don't, I'm i worried about the direction we're heading. And it's not been upwards, that's for
9: sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know the thing, Vince, when, when, you know, comments like that come about, I think people just get caught up in the nostalgia. Like what a lot of us are saying who a voice and concern and stuff with what we've seen recently and what the future might be, it, it, it's not to disregard anything of the past what JB has done, right? Like, that's always, a, oh, you know, 40 years and he's done this and he's done that. And it's like, okay, it's cool. 80s is cool. 90s is cool. 2000s. We're talking about the last, like, eight years, nine years, basically since the ACC move, right? Like, outside of that one year with Tyler Ennis and stuff, like, it hasn't been pretty. You know what I'm saying like just listen to that 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 part that with Gary parish that you know it's been floating around everywhere where this is a national guy who's saying wait a minute like growing up like Syracuse never finished six or nothing and they have finished six or worse in the last eight years so like nobody is saying oh you know Bayham is a bum and he's never accomplished anything and stuff like that stuff like that like I think a lot of the Defenders of you know with Bayham and the they keep bringing up the nostalgia and it's like no no you can't erase history. Nobody is saying he wasn't worthy of the Hall of Fame and he's a terrible coach or whatever. Like nobody's saying that. It's, we're just talking about the now with what we have seen results wise and everything you know over the last seven eight years. When you talk about overall, you know what I'm saying like Sweet Sixteen runs was good. The Final Four, when everybody thought we shouldn't have been in a tournament. And I love like what what I loved about that year was the shut got lead and all the haters up and stuff. But as you know, every most people have been saying, it, it, it masked the issues that we have seen overall. And if you just continue letting things slide and just saying, Oh, it, it it's okay, like everything is good, then you find yourself in a position that UConn was when Calhoun, you know, um, you know, retired and all that, you know, even though Ali took over and was able to, you know, win a chip, but you know, we saw what happened when everything was on his shoulders, like the program fell apart, And now they, they, they've just became a res- you know, on a respectable level once again. And look how long, you know, it took them what, five, five seasons, six seasons or something like that to like get back on that level. I don't know if Q's fans have that patience or if things, fell off the rails, we're going to have five, six years of patience. Like, people are going to be, like, jumping off bridges and stuff. Like, I remember back in the 2000s when we had the back-to-back NITs, like, it, people were depressed. You know, the, I think it was, like, what, the 07, 08 year? Like, <laughs> people were depressed and, and just, like, having no faith in the Q's program and thinking, you know what, back then, that JB, maybe he's seen better days. And, you know, we was able to turn it around and get it back in the right space. But, um, you know, really ever since, you know, uh, jumping into the ACC, I don't know if that has something to do with it or whatever. But, you know, ever since we got into the ACC, it just hasn't really been the same. And, you know, when you look at this season where a lot of people, you know, more people tuning out than than are that motivated and excited about where the program program is at currently, and moving forward in the future so you know that's my rebuttal to what mr toast just said jason you got anything to say
7: nah y'all covered it man mm-hmm. i was just gonna say everything you guys says so y'all covered it
0: uh, okay yeah because i mean you 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 understand like it's 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 people take any criticism some people take criticism as like you know we don't have any, you know, you don't have any respect for what JB has done and, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not that, I, I don't know, from my, my perspective, it's never that. Like, I'm just talking about what what's going on recently, currently, and looking toward trying to project the future. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've never, like, you know, just speaking for myself, tried to tarnish any credential that he has had or whatever. Like, you know, he's earned his place in the hall of fame when he decides to call it a career. He's, he, he's Syracuse. Like he's always going to be a legend, you know, like no denying that, you know what I mean? But we're just talking current, like what's, what's going on now in 2022 on January
7: 12th. Yeah, no question. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, listen, he, he is Syracuse basketball. He built it, you know what I mean? And he built it from the ground up. Uh He's a legend. And, and I'll never take anything away from him. I mean, he built I mean, to, to build a program where he did um, and to get the players that he's gotten over, you know, four decades, you can never take that away from him. And he's he's a Hall of Famer, no question. And he brought us a nat- a national championship. And he was, you know, really one. You know, some made free throws away from two, and and a couple injuries maybe away from four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I was
0: just about to say that. I was like, yeah, like if if, if uh, you know the Fab Mello debacle and the Renzi, you know Renzi not hurting uh, the quad, like who knows, right?
7: <laughs> right, right. So like none none of what I'm saying now takes away anything that man's done. He's, I mean, he's a legend. He's Syracuse basketball, and and I'll never. Like, I'll never forget what he I mean, he brought a lot of happiness to my life. Mm-hmm. So I love the man. But at the end of the day, all good things come to an end. And it looks like to me that after eight, you know seven, eight years of middling ACC play, we're kind of stale. And I think we need a change. And I think that change needs to come from outside the Syracuse family. That's my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. Um. Things can change. Things can change. I mean, JB could – you know, get a second wind and start recruiting his ass off again. I I mean it could happen, but it just hasn't in the last few years. So that's yeah. where, where I'm at with him. But I always love the man.
0: He's 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 a legend.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so I'm I'm uh all right, thanks for that, Jason. All right, Toast. So I'm gonna get you back on, bro. Hey, Toast.
2: Tony
0: T. Yeah, I mean... Tony, Tony T, what's up, man? Yeah, I think... Vince, you right, man. I think he got that ACC network connection, man. Like, this is... the This is... No um, this is I'm, I'm trying to get him back on, and... This is, uh... Not happening. oh man can
7: I can I just say the ACC network is the worst man oh my god (laughs) it's so bad the announcers they pull out of nowhere man oh my
2: god yeah I mean you know
0: they 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 they're right there with the Pac-12 network, man. At least the Pac-12 never—they are an excuse that they they're not even on any like providers. You know what I mean? Like at least they're like All right, nobody cares about us, and we still streaming in standard definition. But the ACC, <laughs> ACC network—I don't know what the deal is. Like y'all supposed to have that ESPN cosign and everything like that? Like you definitely not getting the SEC network treatment because we we know they got the top-notch quality.
7: No doubt. I got a muted brother. I can't even, I can't listen to these announcements so bad. They don't know the names of our players. It's brutal. Yeah, I mean, where, where, but at least
0: I get to watch it, I guess. Yeah, where, where's John stand shouting out people's neighborhoods and stuff when you need them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Rick Jackson from Philly. <laughs> oh, man. I would see seen stand on in a minute. Yeah, I mean, I think somebody nicknamed him John Sellers Street cred cuz oh that's all he used to shout out everybody's neighborhood like man that's, that's so true you know? man it's funny James Sutherland downtown from Queens yeah. like yo like Sellers stand was amazing well, you know at he least was, he was yeah, he was entertaining at least yeah. remember when uh, remember uh, the ESPN 3 games when Rosie used to do them and he used to always say we like, hey, Rosie, oh, I, yeah, Rosie, yeah, this yeah. isn't the Syracuse, you know, network. Like you, you gotta be a little bit impartial here, bro. <laughs> He's like, oh, we gotta, we gotta work hard on the glass. We gotta get that rebound. Uh, like, oh man, man. I'm I like, Rosie, I love you, bro. You a legend, but oh uh, yeah, I don't know if they used to have you on these broadcasts. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh, when, they actually Shoot. when we got to the final four, you know, when they do the team cast on like TBS. And oh, you, yeah. He was yeah. on. He was on, I think, with McNabb. and oh, man, the homerism was off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I remember that. That was cool, man. Yeah. Was cool. They still do, they still do that. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think they do it like every other year. Like, whenever it's not on CBS, like, if it's on um, TNT or something like that, then they'll do the um, the team the team cast. So, I think it's, like, every other year. I actually like that.
7: That's pretty cool to do. Like, when they get those uh, legends on there, man, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, because, yeah, I think, yeah, because when we was there, it was, like, Rosie and it was Donovan. I forgot who was doing the play-by-play. I mean, I, 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 you know, obviously it was a Q's guy. But I remember it was like Rosie yeah. and uh and McNabb, and you know they were they were homering it up for us and all that. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> oh
7: man, yeah. Uh, hopefully
0: we get back to a Final Four before more, before I die. I mean, that's all. That's I mean, all yeah, well, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, and, and it's and, and it's crazy because this year, you know, I, I'm not gonna act like I've seen every team in depth, but it doesn't seem like there's that one dominant team. And you look at it like. Let me just run a roster. Like, if 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 guys weren't gone and our roster was this, and you know, like uh, Vince and, and Godrigo and Kev, like wh- whoever's on, y'all y'all could let me know if you co-sign to this. But let's say our roster was this right now. Like Kadari, Buddy, um, Braswell, Quincy, Jesse, Junior off the bench as the main wing. Frank as the backup, and you had uh um Joe as the third guard and Samir. How you think we would fare overall? Cause now we're talking we would- now, now we're talking about you know, having guards that can penetrate, shooters, long athletic wings, big men, and we have good death off the bench. So how how you think we would fare if that was the um you know the, the roster this season? I, you- I legit think I legitimately
7: think we'd be a top two ACC team. Oh, okay. Like, no, 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 doubt. I like lo- that. That I like that team. I like that team,
2: mm, okay.
7: especially with the way with the way colleges this year. And there's no, I mean, Baylor, uh, I guess, is the best team. I mean, I think Auburn's really good. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I like that team. I like the athleticism. I like the defense. I like the the, the point guard. <laughs> yeah. I like the shooting. I mean, and then you got Jesse
0: taking that next step. Yeah. That's a good team, man. That's a real good team. Yeah, because when I look at it, I said with the wings, it's like all those three guys. I right, we didn't need all of them back, but like at least one of them. Like if we could I trade one of them for Swider. You know what I mean? Like, I I I think like if we had just you trade, like, if you wanted to keep Jimmy, like look, obviously, we know politics with the coach. All right, fine. Jimmy as the, the third wing off the bench, cool. But we needed, like, one athletic dude, you know what I mean? Like, to stick around, whether it was Quincy or Braswell. Because I thought Braswell did a good job when he started playing over Griffin towards the end of last season. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was really good, and he can and he can give you what Swat is giving you because we, we saw he could stretch the floor, he could knock down threes, but defensively he was much more longer and and athletic. So no doubt, you know. So if you had him or Quincy or you know, then you kept developing Benny, and you had um you know Junior as your your your, your main wing off the bench because that's the thing. If if those guys like Junior and and, and Joe as your bench guys. Nobody would be complaining, right? Like we all be like, no. "All right, cool." They serve a role, but when you're asking all these guys to be your starters and play 35 minutes a game plus, you know, we're in the current situation that we're in right now. You know.
7: Yeah, no question. Yeah, man, that that team would be fun to watch. I mean, athletes, shooters, big man that can that can play. I mean. <laughs> You're going to make me sad, Dean? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: could have been, man? Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, let me let me get somebody else on real quick. All right.
8: Uh,
0: <laughs> hey, Godrigo, yep. got, I got you back on.
8: Yo, who do you think was the bigger loss, Braswell or Quincy?
0: Man, you know what? Uh, people Braswell might disagree too. with you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. people might disagree. I think Braswell, because Braswell gave you shooting and he also gave you length Good. and athleticism he, on the wings.
8: Yep. He really came along uh, towards the end of last season, man. And honestly, you know, well, Quincy had, you know, problems with injuries, uh, but, you know, he kind of declined.
0: Yeah. I mean, the problem with Quincy is just like he never got that jump shot, you know, consistent. You know what mm. I mean, like, and in high school he was actually a good three point shooter. Like, I think yeah. uh, his senior year he was knocking down like five threes a game. <laughs> and come yeah. to Syracuse, and I don't, I, I don't know what happened. You know what I mean, like, when the lights come on, because people would say you see these guys in practice and they can't miss. You know what I mean, like, it go like even I remember on the waku, people used to say, oh, Orenze would like hit free throws. Like, he would be like an 85 percent free throw shooter. Yeah. And then in the game. He's he's like what thirty-five percent? Like he's Shaq, <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
8: Cooney's Cooney shooting like ninety percent. Yeah, 90% yeah.
0: Probably. So with Quincy, I just think it was something like
8: that where it, it just well,
0: wasn't translating. I don't know if it was mental or what. Part cause... of it was
8: Beeheim, I think Beheim really wanted to use um wanted him to use his physicality, you know, bang down low, and Quincy just wanted to shoot threes.
0: Yeah, and now you know he's over at Oregon and they let him shoot threes and he still can't hit threes, you know what and I'm saying? Still so, I don't know what the deal is there with him, but yeah, like that that roster that I laid out, man. I'm like, shoot, if we had that, like, we really would have been good. Like that, that that's the I thing. Know. It's like people people are talking about, oh, you know, our recruiting fell off and this and that. I'm like, shit, like we had the recruits, we had the players. It's just the coach yeah. mismanaged. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So that that that's the that's the problem right there. It's like we we had we had the guys in, you know, it, it, we we were developed. What hurts about um, Braswell? Like he was in the system for like what three years, like we de- three years yeah. we developed them, and then it's like, all right, you know, my son is coming here, so you you gotta go take a hike <laughs> like it's crazy, you know what I'm saying even, so even
8: uh you know even Woody Newton, I think uh he could have been decent um you know down the road,
0: yeah, yeah, woody yeah would show some some good upside and yeah. stuff I, I just think yeah, I think um, with those guys, it was just like a numbers game, like we just had like too many guys. But it sucks that all of them are gone though. Like you would think like I right, at least two dudes would have stayed. Like all four. Like all four. On, like that's like talk about mismanagement right there. You know what I'm saying? Like they had to have
8: seen the handwriting on the wall though, you know, that Jimmy was coming in, you know, he was he was transferring in and they would he would get his their minutes.
0: Yeah, and when we brought in Swider, yeah, and when we brought in Swider, you know, I know Quincy was not a happy camper. He was like, all right, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Because the plan... The plan after the season was to, you know, basically just test the waters. Like, he, he knew he wasn't going to get drafted, but he was just going to go through the draft process and stuff. And when, you know, Swider, when we brought in Swider and, you know, Jimmy was coming along, he was just like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, that's that. But, you know, you look at overall what could have been, I'm like, damn, like, if, if we just had a couple guys stick around and, and, and Jimbo... Manage the, the 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 rotation better, you know what I mean. Like who knows, but um, well, I don't know. I, I don't know if you stuck around. You heard with um a previous um, you know, call it that, that um the um chatted in that was talking about with Bayham and stuff about you know where's where's the respect and loyalty with Bayham. Did you catch that one? Because I wanted to get your take. Oh, about- I missed that. Oh, you missed. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, yeah. I, had, I think it was right after you, where somebody was saying, yeah. "Oh, you know, forty years and where's the respect and all that." And my rebuttal, and you know, Jason and Vince, you know, mm-hmm. the um, other people rebuttal was just basically like, you know, like nobody's disrespecting what JB has done, right? Like he's he's
8: serving. Yeah, he's built the program, man. but yeah, you
0: he's... know where we're coming from, and a lot of fans that's voicing concern is what we have seen for the last what seven eight years since being in the ACC. And what we have seen yeah. currently and when trying to project the future, right? Like, nobody can say the program is in great shape. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's not no. trying to take a slight at JB and saying, oh, he's a bum and he's a terrible coach. Like, you can't erase his resume, right? Like, he's he's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. You know, if he sticks around for next season, he's going to have, like, a thousand wins, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
8: So uh, you, you can- Easily have two more you know championships you know yes yeah, um, like, yeah. i always i'll you know i'll go to my grave saying syracuse would have won it all if Renze didn't get hurt that team was my favorite man Yeah, you know I, i've had season tickets since like the early 2000s and that, that team was my favorite
0: yeah i God, mean
8: just...
0: yeah that's my that's my favorite team since the cha- outside the championship team right there man it's like that's yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's like the biggest woulda, coulda, shoulda right there, man. Like when you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm having flashbacks when Rensae went up and came down, Gimpy and stuff. Like, that's oh Georgetown. my goodness.
8: <laughs> was <Always> Georgetown?
0: <laughs> yep. And then like the the the, the Fab Melo team too, because that one, you know, yeah. a lot of people always say, oh, you know, uh, we would have had to deal with Kentucky, but I always tell this is my rebuttal: Kentucky's biggest weakness was shooting. And yeah. who 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 would have forced them to take a bunch of jump shots? You know, it would have been you know the zone, and Fab mm-hmm. Fab would have definitely neutralized Anthony Davis. You know what I'm oh, saying? Was... So you know, if you're telling me that Deron Lamb is gonna outplay Deion Waiters in a in a clutch moment oh. at a championship game, like give me a break! Like you knew Deion would have been on that Philly cheese,
2: like Philly cheese. <laughs>
0: Like Dion De- <laughs> De- would have ate those dudes like Duran De- Lamb and Marcus Teague. Like they was yeah, gonna man. stop Dion. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's roughly yeah. So you, you but that's the thing. It all where the Syracuse high point kind of ended like right there when we looked at like you know um you know the later days of the Big East. You know what I'm saying? Like once we got into the ACC, it's just been like watching the same old same on repeat and the head coach is going to be 80 in a couple of years. So, like, us fans, we're like, we can't keep going on by going off of nostalgia, right? Like, we can't say, like, hey, like, um, you know, what happened in 88 and 98 and stuff like that. It, it's going to come, you know, like, it doesn't work like that. we can only go by the recent results what's going on currently and trying to project the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I look, I, I grew up listening to Wu-Tang and all that, but I can't argue with, you know, my younger cousins and them about, you know, they're better lyrically right now than, you know, whoever is out right now. You know what I mean? Even though I prefer listening yeah. to my old, you know, I'd rather listen to like Raekwon's first album than a lot of stuff yeah. going on right now. But I ain't gonna like be like, hey, you know what? you know, try to shit on what they don't, you know, what these young kids are about. Like, back in the days is back in the days, you know. That's like saying, right, Jordan could come out right now at like 50 years old and give LeBron the business. Like, that's not happening. Like, we could debate (laughs) in their prime who was better. Like, right, Jordan his time, boom, boom, boom. And LeBron, what he's doing in his prime. But, you know what I mean? Like, we can't just keep going off nostalgia. You know, I can't say, like, right, you know, if Jordan was doing, you know, playing right now at his age, He's gonna give people the business, like nah, like (laughs) that's ridiculous. So sometimes these fans that are, you know, that that's like loyal to JB to the core to to to, to the core. And I I understand that, I respect that, but they gotta realize a lot of us fans that's like voicing our concern is not trying to erase what he has done for the program for forty years, forty plus years and stuff. It's just like, look, this is where we at. This like this is where we've been for a while now. This is where we are currently and the future doesn't look like it's getting any better so we gotta like look at other options and what we're gonna do moving forward so you know that's my my, my taking rebuttal on you know anybody that's feeling a certain way when they hear any criticism thrown at jimbo's direction
8: yeah man, no, i agree yeah. with all that um yeah I, I hate when people say you know like the ACC, you know, moving to the ACC was uh, attributed, you know, like to our downfall, you know, alluding that the ACC, you know, is better than the Big East was. Like, nah, it's just been a combination of things, you know, Beheim getting older, you know, sanctions, Hopkins leaving, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not, oh, we moved to the ACC and, you know, we're playing tougher teams now. Nah.
2: Yep.
0: So, I So, let me ask you this with what you have seen in the Big East with how it is right now and how it's been over the last few years and with Villanova kind of, like, having its dominance. If Syracuse were still in there, how you think they would fare? And you add, like, you know, UConn this, being in there. This and, season? Yeah, yeah. This season or the last couple of years I, and stuff? Like,
8: yeah, it, Honestly, like, this season I haven't really watched too much of the Big East. Um, so I couldn't say, but, I mean... Last, like, five years, I mean, at least middle of the pack, you know, I would say. Mm,
0: okay. Because that's who,
8: like, F- yeah, because who benefited the
0: most is Nova. Like, Nova is just, like, taking the baton and True. just, yeah. you know, like, ran with
8: yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. They're, you know, I, I would say they're better uh, than the ACC right now. hmm
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. i i bet you uh, BC wish they were still in the big East maybe they they'll be competing with the Paul for like eighth place or something instead of like fifteenth place in the ACC.
8: <laughs> Ew, man, no, man. I miss I miss the big East you know I, I know we, we had to leave uh, but I, I just I hate the ACC.
0: yeah, I mean, it's crazy because um I remember like Saturday I was watching the UConn Senior hall game. And I was just like, man, this is like we like we used to be in games like this, like just the intensity and the crowd and all kinda of stuff. And then I'm watching like Syracuse Wake Forest where it's like what like six thousand yeah. people in attendance and stuff and it's just like dry. Like you could you could barely hear the crowd, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 I mean, I understand, like you said, I understand why they had to move and go to the ACC, but it's like, damn, man, like, I I, I miss those battles against, you know, the Yukons and the Senior Halls and Novas and Georgetown and all that, you
8: know
2: what I mean? Yeah. I
0: yep. miss all that. Yeah, man. All right, man. So, yeah, so thanks for checking in and stuff. Um, you know, I got somebody else ready to jump yeah, on, man. so um, take care now. You too, man. All right. Yeah, Scott, you there? Scott, got you got unmute you un- un- hey, yourself. Hey, Gene,
10: can you hear me, man?
0: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, man. What's going on?
10: How you doing? How you been? This is really fun. I, I like this, you know. Yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in, man. So All how, right, how
0: so- you how- so so how you feel? How you feeling about you know everything in, in Q's Land?
10: Not good. I don't know how you could feel good. Um, You know, you know, I got to give you credit. Before the season started, I thought you were being too negative about the, you know, next Holy Cross or whatever it was you were saying, like, you know, next all Patriot League team or whatever. But you you were right on. You know, you know, like everyone complains about everything and they're right. But you know, the one thing like about this team I hate the most is that their interior defense is so soft with, with Jimmy and Cole. I don't think we've taken a charge in the last eight games. You know, and guys are just going in there for layups. We can't rebound at all. And it's not Jimmy's fault. He's just, hes, he's he is what he is. He's an Ivy League player who should be playing 10 to 20. If he's playing 10 to 20 minutes, I'd probably love him. But he mm-hmm. goes in there and he starts chucking. And, and, then, you know, and then you get Cole who wants to do well. He's really a two. You know what I'm saying? Even though he's six eight or six nine, he's a two. He can't rebound at all. He can't play interior defense. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're play, we're, we're starting three twos, none of which who can play defense. We got a, we got a three who from the Ivy League who
0: can't rebound, and we got Jesse. You know? Yeah, yeah, and and that, and that's the thing. Like I, I, I'm not sure if you hopped on when I was outlining. Um, or would have, could have, should have roster lineup for this season but i was saying if you had um jimmy as like your third wing like if we still had a guy like briswell around and you had either like a quincy or you was developing benny like if benny became the player that we hope he would have been and you had um jimmy as the third wing coming off the bench and playing like 15 20 minutes as you right. said that would be you know the perfect role but since we're putting him in a position, you know, guys like him and, and Swider and now we're seeing why Swider played, you know, twenty minutes a game at Nova, right? Like, you know, he he can't defend, he just doesn't have that lateral quickness and stuff and and, yeah, and he
10: can't put the ball on the floor either. Yeah. He is not he never goes to his left. He can't. You know, it's frustrating.
2: Yeah. Like I mean, every
10: time he goes to his left, he dribbles three times and then stops and has to pivot and get saved and you know, throw it back out on top and just burn the shot clock.
0: Yeah, yep. yeah, like the team—the team is too too predictable. That's why, you know, I know you were saying like I came up kind of hard, but I was like just looking at this personnel. I don't know how JB could have thought this was gonna work, right? Like you—you you have to mix and match the pieces. Like you can't have like oh I'm just gonna load up on a bunch of unathletic shooters that can't create their own shot. Like how how, how is well, that? You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a couple of shooters, cool, but you have to add them with a couple of other guys that can handle the rock. Like if you had you know, like a a Marek and a Kadari. all right, you got two guys You have a guard that can play off Buddy that can create his own shot and create for his teammates. You have a wing like Marek who can, you know, create for his team. Like we knew what a great playmaker Marek was. So if you have those pieces, then cool. But when you just add in like all the pieces you add in, they don't add, you know, they don't make anybody better. Like if they're not scoring for themselves, like how is that going to help you know the, the the team function as a unit offensively, and then defensively, yeah. like forget about it yeah. defensively.
2: <laughs> but
10: Dean, you know what? The die was cast in the transfer portal the way you, when you think about it, right? Let's just say for sake. Look, we all loved Kadari, but he was going to go, and you know because Jim wasn't going to say, "Hey, Kadari, you are guaranteed thirty minutes." And I know I am in the minority here, right? That he should have. Of course, he's better than Gerard. Anyone who says he's not better than Gerard is crazy. That being said, I think it's easy, very easy for anyone to say that, um, you know, we should have promised him the time and all that. I, I think there is something to be said for how hard he worked or didn't work. I think that I've heard that also at Seton Hall. But that have not been said. So let's just say for the sake of argument that, and, and look, I would have loved for him to stay, and I think a coach has got to make a kid work. So I don't think, he, you know, he's an 18, 19, whatever he was, 20-year-old kid. The, the ones that hurt were, was Quincy, okay? You know, he got sold to Snake Oil to go out to Oregon. He's playing less minutes. He's scoring less. He's rebounding less. Braz wanted to go home. That's a different issue. And then Woody Newton, you know, is not getting any run for your boy, Mike Boynton, down there. You know, he if he came back here, he'd be playing. He'd be playing over Benny. He'd be playing probably – you know, he'd probably be getting some minutes over, uh, you know, at, at the three is or the two, you know, off the bench. You know, so it's like – And then when you see we brought in Jimmy, if you if if we traded Quincy for Jimmy right now, this team would be two games better. I I, I just just on rebounding alone, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. So if you had this, let me ask you this. So if you had it your way, like off the top and you was managing the roster with the pieces that we had last season and coming into this season and, you know, portal additions, whatever. How, what kind of lineup you 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 would have ran out there this season that would uh you know been much do better I, than what we're I, can seeing can right I now? Can I be a realistic? Or do I have to be realistic, or can I be a little bit out there? You coach, coach, coach Scott, coach Scott. You like how I would have said, you?
10: Joe, with the nil, you can make a lot of money in Siena, so I'm going to drive you there, and then I would have said to Kadari, it's your it's your boat, you know, it's your car, you got the wheel unless your ass gives me a good reason you're going to be out there for 30 33 minutes right Mm. or or what i would have done is said joe look it's your choice you can stay but you're going to be the backup two and the backup one you're going to be the third guard off the bench my guess he was he would have taken that you know i don't think he wanted to go anywhere so let's just Mm. and then i would have left buddy at the two Mm. or and then i would have done everything i could to say listen Quincy, you're not a three-point shooter. We we we've, You're not, you know, you don't have a crystal ball to say this, but I say, look, you're going to play more here. You're never coming off the court. You didn't come off the court last year. Now you're healthy. You're in shape. You know, you play the four. But, and if you prove to me you can shoot, you'll shoot. Now, he was going to bring in Jimmy Heller High Water. We all know that. But, I mean, I think, like I say, Jimmy would have been a good 15- to 20-minute player. And then I think I would have let Cole stay or go, go somewhere else if I had Quincy coming back. And, I, you know, and, you know, and I would have tried to bring Woody back. Uh, Braz, I think, like I say, wanted to go home. You know, Benny, I, I I had no way of knowing that Benny was this raw. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's kind of how I, I, I think this, just if we made, if we had Kandari and we had Garrier and Joe was coming off the bench, and you know what, and when people dissimere. Siamere is like a Lazarus Sims type. He's fine. He's a third. If he's your fourth guard, you can win with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just can't start yeah. him because you can't shoot. So that with those changes, I think this team would be a, a tournament bubble team as opposed to the
0: disaster we're looking at now. Yeah, because like even even you know um, your last point with Samir, I mean, there's sometimes where when he gets an extended run, and the extended run for him is like 15, 16 minutes or something. You look at the box score and you be like, whoa, like dude got like five, six assists and stuff. And I'll just imagine like if he was like a start, like if he was playing off buddy or he was playing, cause that's what I'm saying. Like next season, you know, I would make him the main point guard and move Joe to the two and just let some sure. give, give him, give him that confidence. Cause remember too, a lot of time it's mental with these guys. Like when they know they're on a short leash and stuff. So like they offense, sometimes like all right, maybe a guy can't shoot or whatever, but in the back of their mind, they're like, thinking twice because it's like, all right, if I miss this shot or if I make a turnover, coach is yanking me out real quick. So, you know, a lot of times it's mental with these dudes. If Samir, you know, you go in the next season with him being one year in the system and working hard and all that, you make him the main point guard, you play Joe off the ball, uh, you, you, you make a good comparison right there that he, he could be a last Sims type where you, you're not you're not asking him to average 14, 15 points per game. You just want him to be a floor general, something that we have lacked for so long. Like, this, that's what this team is missing. This team, if you don't have a real floor general, then you have to play like we see, you know, here goes, insert, Ivy League joke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of screens, motion, uh, Dean, movements. Dean. Yeah. Hey, Medina. Yeah, you did? I know, I know
10: you're going to agree with me on this. If you had Cyron running the point, let's say next year, at 28 minutes a game, right? You're not going to have those three or four mm. incredibly non-athletic, Selfish, non-ACC level point guard turnovers that JG three gives us every damn game, and you can <laughs> and you can see them two two to three seconds before it happens too. He gets out of control. He goes to his right. He dribbles into two guys, or he you know he dribbles it off his foot out of bounds. But, it, it, it's just like
2: you you don't and, you don't and, see and, that and, against and,
0: us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, and Scott, you know what's the biggest problem? He could hardly get the ball past half court. Well, that was my, that like, was that's my the biggest problem. Like, just have inside. Just <laughs> look.
10: I, you know, Capel should be fired for not pressing the whole game last night. I, does he not look at game film? I mean, it's unbelievable. And so my point is, we have been a disaster against the press because Joe makes one move and then he stops moving. Right. So now we're screwed. Mm-hmm. So then you gotta lob it into either Buddy or, or Cole and that you know, that's a recipe for disaster because those guys can't don't have handles. So what happens, but when Cy comes into the game, look, they, they we haven't hit nobody defensively has made us pay. Um, because you know, say he hasn't play enough. So like normal if he was playing twenty-eight minutes, he might be forced to make the jump shot and you know, the other teams are playing, but right now no one's making him pay. And what he gives you is the ability to dribble the ball up the, up the, and distribute, which Joe cannot do.
0: Yeah, and uh, and and he'll make life easier for the for the shooters. Like Cole will have an easier time, Buddy will have an easier time, um, Jimmy Jr. Like even even um Joe himself, because we like Joe is so much more comfortable off the ball. Like oh. when Joe has his biggest shooting moments, it's mostly when he's catching a shooting. Like his. His go-to move when he has the ball is jacking up a 35-footer. Because <laughs> like, like that's the only way he can get a shot off with space on, on the
2: ball. You Gene, know what I'm saying? And Gene, I, like, I couldn't agree yeah. with you
10: more, and I've said it million times. If I, if I had the time, which I don't, and I know you don't either, to watch every one of Joe's shots this year, I guarantee you that when he shoots, when he's a jump, just a jump shooter by himself, not fading, off the pass, he's shooting 40 to 45% from three. When he does that Jason Tatum wannabe step back or he, or he's fading to his right or something like that, it's effectively a turnover. And what I'm saying yeah. is if he, he could be one of these guys, if he was playing the two next year, um, he could score 15 or 16 points a game and not turn the ball over. So his plus minus, I know Beheim loves that. I'm a little dubious about that. I think it's an overrated stat. But I still mm-hmm. think his plus minus would be much better if he was a two versus a one. And I think, like you said, that's why the again, I've, I've res, I don't try to make myself crazy with the Kadari thing, but ironically, Kadari's the perfect fit at the one here because he could you know pass the ball to all the whiteys who aren't athletic but are wide open and who can nail open threes. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, yeah. So, yep, like yeah, that's the thing. It's like um, you know, we early on, you know, we had some people come on and say, you know, uh, you know, things have been rough and falling off because of recruiting. And I'm saying, look, we, we had the recruits. It's just, you know, the head coach mismanaged, you know, with players coming and going and the roles and stuff with the team. Because if certain guys, you know, if we just had a couple of guys stick around and stuff and you know, you yeah, you add some of these pieces, like it it could it it, 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 it it could've it could have worked in my opinion. But it's just like, you know, um JB just went way too all-in on this group that, you know, he had to have known was going to be too unathletic and not be, you know, the proper match together to, you know, take this team where they needed to go. And the results, I mean, look, like, when 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 you ever see, like, Colgate ever come close to dropping 100 points it's on a Syracuse me. team? You now, know, Dean, I, look,
2: I mean, look,
10: yeah. I'm with you. I mean, look, I, I'm a big Mayheim fan, but I think at a certain age, you can only go down you can't you know and and the other thing he does that drives me crazy is i I have never seen a guy call out some guys and not call out other guys first of all i don't know what good calling somebody out like like 18 to 22 year old kid at a press conference does i don't think it motive i think these kids are already motivated for the most part and if they need to be you know i just think it humiliates them and makes them even more tense like i think you know and the the second thing though is just you know buddy never gets called out but you know Joe never gets called out. Uh, Cole uh, rarely, you know, he says, well, Cole has to be more aggressive versus the Bennies, the Jessies of the world, you know, get. And, and we've seen this now for four or five years where some guys, no matter what they do, nobody, he has no problem. Like Hadari got killed all the time last year. And, and, but if, you know, Joe was chucking something, he didn't, you know, it, it's just a lot of the unfair accountability levels, I think are really tiresome to me. And, I, you know, and I just worry that like, Look, let's say he brings in this class next year. He wants to be there for that and then he retires after that. Let's say he gives it to let's say Wild Tech, who, you know, I'm not convinced he can go out and make a good hire. So my guess is he'll probably give it to Red or to, or, or to Jerry. And I'm saying I'd rather they just clean house, get a guy in there who will play man to man defense as well as home. Because I'm look, this is my last thing, because I don't want to ram on too long, like, more than I already have. You get other guys there. But I think in the year 2022, everyone can shoot, or at least every team has three to four guys on the court that can shoot. The zone isn't going to be as effective as it was in the 80s. It's just a fact. The game has changed.
2: Yeah. All yeah. oh, 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 good point, well, Thanks, Scott. Dean. You,
10: yeah. you, do, you do great work, man, and I really enjoyed the pod, and this is pretty cool, so I'm hoping we do this
2: more.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for checking in. And yeah, this is something I'm, you know, continue doing moving forward throughout the season and stuff. So, um, you know, thanks for you know, tuning in and 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 coming on and saying your peace.
2: God bless,
0: man. All right, you too. Take care. Yeah, guys. So yeah, we' <laughs> going on long enough. It's been, you know, a while. Um, right now, I got the 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 UConn Saint John's game up right now. Just saw Duke with Shire. I guess it's an early season teaser that he he filled in for Coach K and they be um Wake Forest so um you know uh that that, that, that's not good you know we 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 gotta hope for Shire to fail (laughs) because he's getting all the recruits right now and if he turns out to be a good coach then that's gonna (laughs) that's gonna be very troublesome for us but anyway uh anybody else want to say some final words before I sign off because you know we've run on long enough with this so uh Anybody want to say they peace? Uh, you know, Kev, Kev you're not, you Kev, you really, you, you're gonna be on throughout the whole duration of this, and you're not gonna hop on. Like you gotta hit, you gotta hit the 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 um the request button, my dude. Like I'm gonna give you a minute, Kev, to hop on. <laughs> All right, let me see. We got a request. Let me see. Oh shoot, my man, my man, my man, my man, a Rob. Yo, yo, A Rod, what's good, man? Hey, you got unmute yourself. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you, man. Hey, what's uh, going on? Hey, How man, you doing? In from
9: Baltimore. How you
0: feeling? All good, man. I, all I, good. I totally forgot
9: this was tonight because I listened to the episode yesterday. And I wanted to first tell you just it's amazing what you're doing out here. Um, you really keep everybody plugged in. There's a big alumni group down in Baltimore that we all I uh, put them all onto you and like we listen to you. Um. Keep on doing what you're doing. Um. I. So I, I. Now I see Vince. I see Jason. Oh, Jason's from Maryland also, so it's pretty cool. To see everybody on here. But I just wanted to throw in real quick. This is the first year that I have not watched any Syracuse games. <laughs> and I'm sure it's been said a hundred. I'm sure it's been said a hundred times
0: tonight. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure Yeah, have. You, yeah, you, and you're not the only... A lot of people, I, I don't know if they, they haven't watched no games all yet, but they, they've they been tuning out the last few. Like, the, the, the past few results, when we had, like, the back-to-back losses, a lot of people was like, man, I ain't even watched the game. Like, I ain't, I'm, I'm getting a lot of that this season. Like, the pit game, I didn't even watch the pit game. I think that's, like, <laughs> the pit game, the Ivy League, when we played the Ivy League yeah. teams, I was like, man, you know, I, I, got, I got things to do. Like, this team isn't really much worth my time like that <laughs> it's so bad
9: man that this year that i didn't even want to go to the georgetown game now i normally have a group of 25 people who come from new york city philly and we all get a suite every time they play nobody wanted to get nobody wanted to go this year and that's pretty indicting of like what's going on with the program right now like none of us wanted to go and we always get a suite to Verizon center we did hotels nobody did anything because nobody cared about the game the team this year and no, no yeah. offense, I mean, it looks like the, it looks like a Hoosiers basketball out there. I'm going to keep it real. I'm <laughs> going to keep it real. Like, I'm just going to keep it real. Like, there's nobody out there athletic. There's nobody out there. I, I can't watch. Like I, like, I watched a rewind. I was like, what am I watching? Like, it's just terrible. But I guess, you know, this, yeah, this is the I'm... cards we, we get. And unfortunately, it is what it is. But I like what you talk about looking ahead for next year. And mm. I really, I mean, that's all I can look at is next year. That's all I can really feel about because, I'm not really <laughs> – I'm already tuned out or whatever. But to make a long story short, I really do hope that the program does turn around. I mean, I'm a diehard Q fan. Like, I mean, now Southwest fly, Southwest Airlines flies the Q, So from Baltimore to South, Baltimore to Q is only an hour flight. So that's like easy to catch a game in and out. So uh, definitely looking forward to that next year. But, again, mm-hmm. I hope we get back to good recruits. To the guy who spoke earlier tonight. A, the AO team with Wes Johnson was one of my favorite teams of all time. Um, that was yeah. one of my favorite teams. I could watch them day in, day out. I went to the Final Four when Michael Carr Williams and Trevor Cooney were in the backcourt. Trevor Cooney, I guess he, had a, he traveled at the, end, at the end of the Final. That was, was in Atlanta when we lost that one. So that was the, one Final Four I went to. Then the last one I went to was in um, Houston, which was – I don't even, that was just a mess. <laughs> When we, play Carolina, yeah. we play Carolina, and again, again, I pay, literally, yeah. I literally was in Miami on a Monday, Tuesday, and I flew to Houston on that Saturday morning for the game, which is crazy. And I'm like, this is cr- like, I flew down here for this. Every time I fly yeah. to final four, it's like trash. So, like,
2: yep. but, and
9: then, uh, what I hate is that everybody always goes back to, oh, we went to two, 16, 16s, two final four, something like, but nobody won the championship though. Like I don't really care about that anymore. Like that to me means yeah. nothing anymore to me. It means nothing. If you don't come back with the chip, I don't really care. What you do? Nobody remembers the bridesmaid. They always remember the bride and the groom. That's all they came there for.
0: Yeah. Me. I mean, I, I don't know if you was on when I was talking to one of my guys um like ten, fifteen minutes ago, and I said, you know, with the big East and Nova, like how you feel about that? Can Nova since we left the ACC... They took the baton around with it, and they got two chips. They leap us, like, with, like, nothing. Like, they, you know, that's – I want that. Like, I want what Nova has. You know what I'm saying? I want those chips. It's funny
9: you say that because <laughs> when I was inville, when I was down at the Final Four in Houston, uh, Villanova was down there. Then. That was the year Villanova made that shot. And I remember a whole mm. bunch of my friends who went to Nova and people who I have met through Nova through the years were all down there. We are all kicking it, hanging it like, we hope it's a whole Big East – a Big East final. That would be really dope. They're like, we don't want to see y'all. We don't want to see Syracuse. This, this is how crazy it was. They're like, we don't want to play y'all. Yeah. And now I remember we had to play Carolina, which I knew was going to be a mismatch off the top. But I think we would be at the top of the Big East, not this team. But I, I mm-hmm. think we would have, I think we would have recruit a lot differently. I think we would still got some real good, ball, good, good DC, Baltimore, New York City players. We really don't really get those players. There's a guy down here that's, like, really, really good, but she didn't recruit him. And <laughs> it's like, mm. what, what happened? Yeah. What happened to us recruiting Baltimore, which is a further, like, the D.C. area? I mean, Benny is outside. Benny's out, like, further out by D.C. more so. But there are players that are
0: better than Benny down here, which is crazy. It, so, so let me ask <laughs> you, he, he let me ask you You know much about um, Kwame Evans Jr.? No, I do not know about him. We're, we're squ- oh, we're squ- okay. squ- where school does he go to? Well, he, he's from, because his dad is from the, like, I think he's from, like, the DMV area, and his dad played at GW in, like, the late 90s, I believe. So he's, like, a top five recruit, and he was playing, he was playing somewhere in the Maryland, D.C. area. I forgot what school, but he's in, um I think, either Mount Verde or IMG right okay. now. I think Mount Verde out in Florida. Okay. So he's, like, a top five recruit in the... I want to say 2024 class. Okay. So yeah, that's a name to keep an eye on on. But his dad, like his, his dad, um, was like a all conference player and stuff out, out in GW back in the day and yeah, stuff. They, so they got this. But, they got
9: the team down here right now. It's called St. Francis. That's really big down here for. They're big for football, but they're big in basketball. So and they they just beat some. of Etan Thomas's son is one of these teams out here. That's really really good team that's playing out in uh, the D- DMV area. So it's a lot, of, like I said. You know that the talent's down here, but we don't recruit like that anymore.
2: Like, yeah, I
0: mean, and it's it, and it's crazy because Red—that's supposed to be a stronghold for him. Because remember, right. before he came to the queues, he he was a coach out there at the AU and he was at Virginia Tech and stuff. So he built a lot of connections out there with the, like the local programs and stuff. That's why we got, um, you know, Jeremy out of the, the Matha right. and 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 Frank from Paul to Six because that that's like he coached he had coached um AU. For, um, I think Team Takeover, which is like a DC, you know, DMV right. Nike program and stuff, but like, we, you know, outside of um, yeah, like you said, Benny, you know, we got Benny and we got Woody Newton, but we, you know, we that like, like every kid that's coming out of there, like, you're not seeing them list Syracuse like that, like before, like, you, you go back 10 years ago or so when Hoppers around and all that, anytime there was a big time player coming out of the DMV, Jersey, and the Philly area. Like Syracuse is involved. Right. Like it don't it, it it didn't mean like we were gonna get all of them, but they weren't gonna have like say, list ten schools, and you would not see Syracuse on that list. Well, you know what a, I mean? Like a, a we, lot
9: of those guys, it's funny. To, a lot of those guys go to Villanova now. That's the funny part. Yeah,
0: that's Yeah, where, yeah that's yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's what it.
9: That's what it boils down to. Is it's that I can play close to home. I can my I can my, my family can see me play, in the Philly, DC. Or they can go up to the garden and see him play in the garden. And when I, and mm-hmm. you look at it like that, it's like, that's a no-brainer. That's where Bill knows been. I mean, Jay Wright has scooped up left and right down this way. And now it's kind yeah. of, so again, I don't want to hold anybody too long. I know you guys been on all night, but I just appreciate you giving us the time. And uh, and I keep on doing what you're doing. Love your show. Um, hey, just keep on doing anything. I don't know. Hey, go
2: ahead. Hey,
0: hey, I appreciate that. Thanks for the kind words. And look, let me give you a shout out too, because I, I saw that article. You know, on the sun, the sun times that, you know, you're doing big things yourself too. And I remember like it was yesterday, my dude, when years ago when you was toying around with the podcast idea, like, you know, I think you said, you know, you've been, you know, listening to different various people and you say like, you know, my, my pods, you know, you was like, Hey, you know, I want to do something myself too. And, you know, I remember he was just trying to, you know, figure out what equipment you got to get and how to go about it. And, you know, I was just telling, you know, like giving you some pointers here and there whatever and you know one of the things i remember telling you was just just be authentic like don't worry about what you know other people say or think what, like just be raw and you know i you know i listen to your joints from time to time and it's like that, that that's what you did so i'm proud of you my dude I, you know I, what i mean I, like i feel I, I, I ask so you, i
9: asked you I said hey what do you do what kind of equipment do you do you know what i mean and i remember going back asking those yeah. questions and again thank you for your advice and your assistance and just saying hey this is what i do and i was again luckily Best of Baltimore, like two years in a row, which is pretty cool. But again, I, I yeah. go back to like you when I was asking you, hey, what do you use? What do you do? And I appreciate yeah, the love before I really do.
2: Yeah,
0: because because it's like it's all this stuff is just like off organic, off the rip, where you just have an idea and you're like, why not? Right? right. You know what I mean? Right. And I think like a lot of people always tell people like, be authentic, be yourself. Don't try to be. You know, like somebody else and stuff and people will follow your work and listen to you and things. That's why I like when I do my joints. I know. Look, I'm from the Bronx and I'm like, even though I live in Florida for a while now, like my accent haven't gone anywhere. (laughs) And it's like, hey, I'm true to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to sound like this person and that person. And I think that's why I've been able to, like, you know, keep, you know, the same audience I've had for so many years just doing me you know what i mean like not having you know any like sponsorships or whatever like it's, it's just been me doing my own thing and it's like you're doing you know I'm, I'm proud to see you do your own thing on your end and stuff and not worrying about you know what i mean like what this going on on this side and that side it's just like you, you able to develop something on your own organically and just being yourself so shout out to you and you know i'm glad you came on and said your piece appreciate it brother have a good night all right, you too. Take care. <clears throat> yeah, all right, guys. So, um, Kev, one more time. Like, you you just left the phone on. Like, you forgot to 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 um <laughs> to to you know, like, well, what's happening, Kev? Like, you need you need. I can't hop off this joint without you saying your piece. So, I'm gonna give you a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a minute to hit the request button. If not, like, anybody else want to say anything before we go? Been on long enough. I see, you know, somebody just hopped on. Um, uh, Adrian, you know, you're a Colts fan. You want to talk about the Colts? You want to talk about the missing out, losing to the Jags? No, let's not talk about that. Oh, Jay. Oh yeah, Jason, I forgot you were a Colts fan, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, man.
7: Can we not talk
0: about that?
7: Hey.
0: I, yo, hey. He,
9: Jason
3: me, talks about that enough on his podcast. Yeah. Dude, I don't, hey, I don't, I don't hey, want to
0: talk about it, man. Hey, nah, because you know what's funny, Jason, the, the person that just hop on Adrian, I just did this thing, and he has coach fans. So I said, oh, so okay, coach fan. you want to talk about the coach? And then I see your joint right there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot Jason. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. But um, it's been a, been a rough couple of weeks for me, D. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Jason. My man Kevin's coming up, so let me get him on. So all right. uh, I'll let you. All right. Thanks, man. Uh. All right. No problem. Oh. Hey, Kev. unmute mute yourself. Kev, I, hit the unmute okay I think You did. I think got it now. <laughs> All right, yeah, you know I needed to have you. You couldn't just hop on and I say your piece, man. I know you've been on for a while, so give give a whole overview of what you heard, and how you feel. You know, like like I'm giving you the floor to finish out my first. Outer's space. So the floor is. Oh man,
5: space. it's good listening to all you guys. Uh, Dean, thanks for all the thanks for all the podcasts you put out, and they're very entertaining. And uh, and all the chats on Twitter while the games going on and stuff—they're pretty good. Um, yeah, it's been fun listening to it. I mean, uh, there's there's lots to, to to that you guys have said about the Syracuse program. That's good. Um, you know, I, I think everybody's concerned with how it's how it's uh, heading right now. I mean, I, I personally would be just as soon happy if. Uh, jb is done at the end of the year and just you could just get a move on with new stuff i know uh i i just don't see that the program is really going to improve a whole lot as long as he's still here because i mean it's it's pretty clear that um talented kids are not really going to want to come to sit here and have every excuse made for like gerard and buddy and and Jimmy Jr. While people like Kadari and Quincy just don't get a chance to expand their game much, even though they're clearly better players. Um, and it's just as I, as I as I think I said right before the pit game, it was like it was on, and it was just like it, they're just boring to watch. It's like there's no excitement about the program. It's just the the recruits they're after. It's like they get mentioned and then they they fade off quickly from that from the high end recruits. Um and the guys just as as you were just mentioning the guys in the DC area they just don't really like seem all that circus uh, doesn't really appeal to them anymore. Um, you know it's just it, it it's like I think I think JB has had a, has had a great run. I think um it's slowing down at the end of it, and I I think they'd be much better off if they could move on to a new coach. Um, I don't know who it would be. Um, as, as you guys have said, it, it it's probably going to be red. I hope it's not GMAC. Um, I wouldn't mind it being somebody from out of the program, no question. Um, but I just want to see some more excitement injected in the program. And, uh, I just want to see a better style of play. It's just, they're just boring. It's like you, you, you wanted to watch the pit game and I tuned in and watched it for a few minutes and I'm like, Oh, I can't. Um, and then I tuned back in with a couple minutes left with two minutes to go. And Syracuse you still had your starters in when they were up by 15. I was like, really? um (laughs) it's just it's just i think the program's just gotten a little stale and uh without a new injection of a a new coach and and like some new playing style it just i think they're just going to continue just muddle along where they are right now and i don't really see a whole lot of improvement from that
0: yeah good stuff so let me let me ask you this so what about when you have the other side you know this is what we chat about sometimes when you know you have that other portion of fan base and i'm not sure if you heard you know the one person that chimed in that was saying where's the respect for JB 40 years and you, you know the you know the routine <laughs> so like what's your what's your rebuttal to that like you know cuz you, you we 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 always got to deal with that portion of the fan base cuz it's never you know I, you know it's good to have different you know debates and stuff everybody everybody can't be in in, in agreement but i always hear that same argument from that side where it's just mainly nostalgia like they can't give you any reasoning to have any optimism currently right like they only 40 years the 80s 90s 15 18 years ago (laughs) like so how you feel about when dealing with that what's your reporter to that side of the fan base i
5: mean my you know they they make the the reasoning it's like you're gonna replace the coach and you can't replace you're not gonna find another another jb and you're like you probably won't And he's a Hall of Fame coach, but if I'm looking at replacing what I've had for the last five or six years, it's a 500-level program, and I think I could find almost anybody to do that. Um, You know, he's he has had a great run um, that probably concluded with uh, the second probation, and it kind of stunk that they went on to that, Um, and it's clearly hurt the program. Um, They've had an opportunity to get better, but for some reason – you know, it's just, they, they just haven't improved over the last few years, even though the, the sanctions are done. um, Everything that is wrong with this year's team, they had answers for, but they all left the program. Like, they need the defense up at the top. You had it in Kadari. You needed a physical presence. You had it with Quincy Garrier, And, you know, Swider came in, and he, he's supposed to be a great shooter and a good offensive player. He's not giving you anything more than what Quincy gave you last year. His stats are about... almost identical or they're within a point actually a point or rebound a game less than what Quincy gave to you he's better at threes that's fine that's true um but I I don't see that but I just don't see that um anybody who starts outside of Jesse is giving away everything on defense that they do for you on offense and that's 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 unfortunate about the way that they play defense and the way that their program is right now um uh, it's as as far as a long term fan, you know. I liked I liked the program for a long time, but I think um, within the last five years, I think even most fans have just got tired of the way that they play it because it's just it's just boring. It's like they used to have fun games to watch, and and I joke with another friend. It's like they used to give you fries when they got hundred points, and then I have to reduce it down to get tacos at seventy five because they just don't <laughs> score anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so i mean that's just that's just it's just i think i think it's i mean i like that the pod that you pointed out to me that showed uh, i don't know who the the cbs guys and it's just like they they've been in eight, sixth place or worse for eight straight years or eighth place or worse for six straight years or something like that it's it's just like they they don't compete anymore it's they're just not pulling in talent um they don't make the effort to pull in talent that's the other part it seems like they give up on recruiting high end guys as soon as Uh, other pro certain other programs step in and and I get giving up on the guys who are high maintenance or their handlers want ridiculous stuff but it's like at least make the effort until you're clearly out of it I mean that's the part I don't like um but yeah it's just you know it's it's I think the sooner they make the move from from JB I think the program will be better off I mean replacing the guy who's going to have a thousand career wins and everything he has done you're not going to find that but you can replace a guy right now who's running along 500 over the last five years and really hasn't done a whole lot so
0: yeah i mean all all good stuff kev i mean you know that that point you made about the, the recruiting it'll be nice if the head coach took the time to leave you know uh central new york to go visit the number one recruit um in jersey right like wouldn't that be nice like what why like what he he has to come to Syracuse like that is that the demand for for JB like he's only gonna recruit the kid if he comes, like he has to come see him like he's too you know like he's too good to go out to Jersey <laughs> but like that's the thing I understand like you know why why even bring him on campus to your elite camp and offer him if you can't be if you can't even be bothered to go out to Jersey like that that's, that's one of the things that I I don't I don't understand um and like you know I'm not sure if you heard earlier you know Vince you know he says he has a buddy. That coaches is at um, Gil St. Bernard's, which has, like, two, I think, top five recruits. And they're saying that, you know, outside of GMAC on occasions, they they, they don't hear anything from Syracuse. And it's like, re- remember, Jersey used to be our spot, right? Jersey, Philly, the DMV, yeah. like, the any top 50 recruit that was coming out of there, like, we were in the mix. And now it's like, yeah, we might offer them, but then after a while, you know, it's like, all right, JB can't be bothered to... <laughs> Leave, 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 leave central New York to go visit them and they end up elsewhere. So it's just, um, you know, I I, I don't get it where like some fans just have the blind loyalty and say, oh yeah, everything will be fine. And you know, uh, 40 years. And it's like, yes, I get it. I understand. He's a legend. He's a hall of famer like you sound like him it's like they're t- taking the talking points from him because remember we heard yeah. that repeatedly like last season when he was like I- yeah. I- I'm 45 years like what you telling me and they tell you and it's like all right we hear enough from him like we're talking about the current and moving forward and the recent results and stuff and it's like they that that that, that, that crowd they don't give you any facts to say okay why should i feel differently you know, like, make me make me feel optimistic about the program moving forward because I'm not having, like, this season, you know, like, I I haven't enjoyed one game this season yet. Like, the the, the, only, the only time I enjoyed Syracuse basketball this season was the first half against Georgetown because I was like, whoa, like, this is some really good ball movement, yeah. you know, and they're playing some good defense, and they're and If they can play like this the rest of the way, you know, like, this this team probably is good. they could they could probably figure it out and then we saw what happened in the second half and it's been the same old same old same old so yep. um yeah
5: <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's tough i mean i enjoyed the indiana game was pretty entertaining i thought too just for out, and out oh of yeah offense. yeah yeah
0: tough. not not the end of reg- the last three minutes in the overtimes no. but no. you
2: know
5: <laughs> yeah but it was fun no, I'm mean, uh, uh, back on the recruiting real quick. Uh, we can confirm that that uh, DJ Wagner did actually get an offer from Syracuse, unlike Cam Reddish, who went to the school, who went to the camp a couple times, and then was like I'm last getting an offer yeah. from Syracuse, right? So Wagner did get it early.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I guess you know getting first steps, you know, probably counts for something. But you know the the, the fact that um the the only the only visit I can confirm, and you know I, I don't know every step JB makes, but the only don't the only, the only visit from the fall when all the coaches can go out and watch recruits um, in like open gyms and stuff the only spot JB went to once was a Brewster Academy open gym like that's the only thing I can confirm everything else when you know like I said Jersey has all of these like top talented players and JB (laughs) still I guess you know since the the, I guess he's sticking the middle finger to everybody who's mad at him about the Tyler Robinson situation (laughs) he's like screw you guys like you
5: know Nah, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm. I'm not going out there.
2: <laughs>
0: you want to
5: and he can just get into Adam's plane too, just to go to travel if he needs to, right?
0: Yeah, because the thing is, I, what I don't understand is when you know Red is going down to watch recruits and you know top five recruits and stuff at Mount Verd, and they're getting offers, right? Like he's making the offers, and I'm like, you know, JB is gonna stick around. Why even bother? Like, shouldn't JB be in that plane? You know, with Fred. Yeah. and you know, watching these kids and stuff like that. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. You know, <laughs> but whatever. I, you know, I'm, I'm not the one with forty years of coaching, so I don't know. Sure. Maybe there's some other master plan behind this. You know what I mean? <laughs> so... <laughs>
5: uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It just it just puzzles me. I mean, he he just he doesn't seem to put in the effort to recruit, and then he wonders why his team just doesn't do so good and then he's left making excuses for some guys, and then other guys he just, like, dumps on. I'm like, I, I don't see how you could honestly criticize. Like, the Georgetown game, like, Jesse Edwards, he missed a dunk. Now, like, he missed a dunk. Your two kids missed 20 shots between the two of them in a game you lost by four points. It's like, come on. Yeah. It's like, it, it's just, I mean, he he has to make up so much on defense for everybody. So, but, whatever.
0: Yeah, right. I mean... Um, look, because somebody had asked this earlier, and I, I wonder if you picked up on this too. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if um, – I think it was probably Jason who um, asked this when he was talking about the big men having to cover so much ground out on the perimeter and stuff. And he was asking if JB you know, started this last season or years before. And I would say I, I kind of remembered him trying to tweak stuff like that with Marek and, 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 and whenever like um, Jesse played limited minutes last season. But I think this year it's been kind of like to the max with what he has um, the big men, you know, like, you know, control, you know, trying to patrol the paint and then getting out there on the perimeter and stuff and running on, like mm-hmm. a chicken with his head cut off and stuff. Like, I think this season has been to the max because I, I haven't recalled JB asking his big men to do that kind of stuff ever. Like, you know,
5: mm-hmm. like even yeah, yeah, like do you recall seeing this in the past? Uh, not a bit. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I know some guys, like, uh, you had, like, I don't think Fab tried to. He might have been able to. I know Arinze um, and Rick Jackson couldn't because they just didn't have the quickness to do it. Um, I mean, I hated when they had, like, Leidner wreck at the center. I mean, that was just kind of silly. But but previously, you know, they had guys, they had wings who could move um, mm-hmm. and who could defend. I mean, they just don't have that right now. So, I just, I mean, he, he has to do something. And, and, you know, I mean, I... I I think switching to 131 can work. Um, as, as I said, I, I think I posted somewhere like I, many years ago, I saw Georgetown run that with Patrick Ewing in the middle and you couldn't score against that, but they also had other athletes who could run around too. Um, and it, it's it, like, that seems to be like probably a little bit better, but they just don't have the right guy chasing down at the bottom. That's all. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Cause it's like right now, you know, with Benny, I mean, not Benny, um, Jesse, you know, he's, he's just swimming out there. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, you know, his head is just spinning all around. And, you know, I kind of feel bad for him. It's like, yes, like, he needs to stop fouling. But it's like, geez, like, the kid has to cover so much ground out there on the floor because he has to make up for what his teammates can't do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, there, there, there was a play... Um, I think it was the last possession in the Miami game when Miami, um, you know, when it was like a a, a two-point game or a three-point game, and Miami got that last three to like, you know, the go-ahead score to, um, you know, seal the game for them. Mm -hmm. And they come down, and the ball swings down to the corner. So the wing, right, like whoever's over there, whether it was um, Swider or whoever, all right, like let him hold that down. But I think... uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jimmy comes along. I don't know if... Uh, uh, Jimmy or Buddy, like somebody doubled the corner and then they just swung the ball to Charlie Moore, who was like their best shooter and he's wide open. And I think when Jimmy, Jimmy or Buddy or one of them came with for the contest, the ball is already up in the air because they're too slow and they obviously yeah. don't have the length and the reach to get the ball. And I'm like, why would you double? You know, like that's not the time to trap. Like you don't need to trap the corner. Like you don't have that kind of speed the quickness or whatever to make up that much ground so like it's just like the IQ defensively the the lack of foot speed uh athleticism is just a mess and it's like you know that's a play maybe early on maybe Jesse has to come up top and try to contest that <laughs> shot it's like it's it's ridiculous and you know I, I I've said this over and over for a while like it, it just for the life of me I don't know how JB sat down and said, You know what? This is the roster I'm going to put together. This is around my boys. Because, yeah. like, we know, we know, we, look, like, Jimmy was coming regardless. Like, we knew once he got in the portal last season or was going to transfer, we knew he was going to find a way to bring him in and make him a part of the team. All right, fine. You know what? You, you're, you're, you're the coach, you're the OG, the Hall of Famer, fine. But my thing is, like, come on. We had the players that you could have matched them with. And you know, all you know, basically chased all those guys out and brought in the 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 the, the, the so called reinforcements. He thought he was bringing in, you know, it's it just like backfired on them. And you know, like any, you know, as I said, like anybody who didn't have blinders, you know, can't be surprised with what we're seeing right now. And you know, it's just a fan base overall. Like most of the people I'm talking, you know, I chat with, you know, they're just like. I'm 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 done. Like I'm I'm not excited about this team or whatever. But then I look at the schedule and see how crappy the ACC is, and I'm like, uh, oh, you know, if they uh, all right, they beat a crappy Pitt team, and they have a rematch with Florida State, who you know, like we know, they can't shoot, so <laughs> like they they might win an ugly low-scoring game against them, and then they have Clemson, who you know, is okay, but nothing special. So it wouldn't shock me if they win three in a row and now they're four and three in the ACC and they have this big matchup at Duke and people get excited or, I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid until, you know, like, all right, let me see you win at Duke and then we can talk. But I can see the fan, you know, certain portion of the fan base getting excited and the media hyping them up if they pull off these games mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like, and, and, and finish out this ACC above 500 and stuff and i don't know if it's enough to be in a tournament conversation because i think the the non-conference is gonna do them in like there's no way um you know losing to georgetown and vcu and colgate you know I, I i couldn't believe when i saw colgate's record that they're only like four and eight so like that's not gonna help them at all no so not a bit. like let me ask you this to so some more what i'm saying is do you think if they do go on a little mini run just for ACC, ACC going over five hundred and maybe getting the n i t do you think this site like gives um wild hack some kind of you know blind faith that okay you know j b can get this on the right track and you know if j b wants to stick around for like two three more years it's all good like you know like how 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 you uh, what you predict how this could all play out down the stretch Ugh.
5: You know, I, I I think they're they're probably nit bound. I just I don't see how they they could get overcome some of their their non conference thing. I think they probably have to get to like fourteen and six, like you you've said to to get considered for uh, an at large bid. <clears throat> I just don't see that. Um, it depends. I mean, I think Wild Hack is probably not going to have to make any moves until like what I've always thought is going to be the problem is when the, when, the, when the men's basketball revenue isn't as high as it um, has been. Because I think that kind of funds a lot at Syracuse. And if that starts being affected, then I think he's going to be more inclined to make a move. But, I mean, given the COVID stuff and that, I don't see how that really – that's not going to have as big effect as it could normally because you won't see it from the fans. Um but I, I think he's probably just gonna inclined unless unless they, they like totally collapse. He'll just probably let it play out. Um, yes. <laughs> um, as I, I think I might I, I mentioned to you, it's like I hope he made a deal with JB and said, "You can bring in your other kid, but if your team doesn't get better, then I want all of you gone." <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so it's yeah. just like you know, you ran off some kids who could have helped this team a lot, and it's like you want to coach your way in this, but if it doesn't work, then it's time to go. Um, I hope that happened, but I just don't see it.
0: Yeah. So um, so you think if they're NIT, so you think he'll probably just run it off like a couple more years and then we'll move on? Or or you think it's like whenever JB feels like it. So if he wants to coach five more years, it's five more years into hell. With, like, you know what I'm saying? like, Because I, I think there's a, a a mix of people who – like I'm kind of in line where I think – or maybe I'm just – you know um have blind faith in in wild hack in this scenario where it's like all right if jb is saying i'll coach till i'm about 80 and you know that would be like two more seasons that's probably the agreement but my thing is i don't want it to be we're handing the keys off to one of the assistants like you know that that's that's my thing it's like okay you want to coach a couple more years fine but you know, I'm gonna cast a wide net. I'll take your consideration with the assistance, but if I if there's better out there and there could be an upgrade with this program with the coaching and the the, the 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 style of play and all that stuff, I'm gonna do what's best for the program moving forward. Do I have faith that Wild Hack would do that? No, I think <laughs> it's probably gonna be red when it's all said and done. But you know that that's kind of my take on how this probably is gonna end for Master. Mm-hmm coach Jim Baham.
5: Yeah, I mean although I would say if he if he <clears throat> if he runs out another year like this one, I would think Wild Hackett might get to the point and say it's you really gotta go. Because um, he's just he's not he's not showing like that the program is going to get any better. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just that's just the thing. It's like you can be stale. You can be boring. It's just not improving. And it's like if you want to have another year of mediocrity that that you lose the fan base, and you lose recruits, and you're losing money. It's just like, nope, don't want it. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> yep.
0: All right, Kev. So you know, I'm glad you you tuned in and you jumped on, cause you know I couldn't I couldn't complete you know the 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 the, the idols world space debut without having you on, cause I know you know there was uh. You know, I not think everybody was pretty, pretty, pretty much, um, you know, a, a amongst the same lines of thinking that most of us are, are, are all, all on them, except for that, you know, my guy, Tony Tokes, who said, hey, how dare us have more respect for the legend, Jim <laughs> Bayhom, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's good, you know what I mean? Having a different take, nothing wrong with that. But, um, you know, Kev, man, you take care um, yourself, you, you and your family and all that. And, you know, whenever I do these moving forward, hopefully you continue to... Grace us with your opinions and takes and all that good stuff.
5: I will try to do so, and uh, right, hopefully, man. I can hopefully I can get in a little bit earlier than me in the last one in too. So
0: oh, okay, hi right, man, no doubt. Have a good night. Hey you too. All right.
5: All right, so I, right, g-
0: right. so, right, Chris, Chris, I know you're one of my guys, man. You want to hop on? If, if you want to hop on uh, and 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 be one of the last guys in, um, hit the hit the request button. If if not, it's all good. But, um, you know, I'm going to give you a minute to decide what you want to do, 30 seconds to a minute to decide what you want to do. And then I'm going to just wrap it up for the night because I've been on for a good, good minute. So, uh, you know, Chris, what's going on, buddy? Um, Vince, you there? If you want to have any last words, Godrigo, any of you guys want to have any last words? Uh, you know, I just want to thank you for doing this. It was cool. Yeah, man, it was a good. You know, I, I yeah, I didn't know how it was gonna go. You know what I'm saying? Like just yeah, it went on well. The fly. fly, but it, it went well, and hopefully, you know, more people. You know, word spread because I know you know some people they get annoyed with the local sports talk radio and stuff. You know, the hosts cutting people off and talking over them and stuff. So hopefully, this is a cool little spot that I could do on occasions and people could just come in and, and to voice their opinion and don't have to worry about me, like yelling over them and cutting them off and stuff. As long as it remains respectful, you know what I mean? So all right, guys. so I see, um, I, right, so my man, Chris, it seems like you, you you're shy tonight. You're not going to hop on. So I right, Q's nation. Thanks for tuning in. Debut of the Outer world space. Going to try to do this at some point, um, later on in the month. We'll let you guys know the date, the time. Next pod that I'm going to do, I'm going to check out some of the IMG film that I could find and see uh, what's what's up with uh, Justin Taylor and Copeland and their development. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully next week on the following pod that I'll do coming up. So to the next time, y'all. Dean Francis, out his world.
2: I'm out.